Perspective haunted homeowners, and welcome to The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the media that goes bump in the night. If it's scary, spooky, or spine tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm Matt Young, your resident man boy possessed by the devil, and I'm here with the skeleton everyone should want in their closet, Eric Rossi. Hello, hello, hello. And we're joined once again by special guest. Danny Rossi. Oh, Last wow. time you were hesitant to say your name, so I just did it for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do that. I didn't, I'm not, I'm I didn't want the one. I don't know how to say my own name. <laughs> well, I'm like, am I supposed to announce myself? What the fuck is this? Um. <laughs> uh, yes, Danny is back once again uh, because he's the only person willing to go through Amityville hell with us. So <laughs> we, we thank him. We are honored. Oh, it's hell. I mean, those first three were fun. This is, it's, we're, we've gone off oh, the man, this road. Is gonna be, this is, we're off the rails. The wheels are off. It's bad. This is, this is going to be an interesting one because I, well, you know what? I had a very conflicting experience with these three movies because I had two really great times and one really bad time. So <laughs> real quick, let's, let's let people know this episode, we are going to be going through Amityville 4. The Evil Escapes, uh, The Amityville Curse, and Amityville, It's About Time. Those are the next yes. three in the sequence, uh, I guess, chronologically, that they came out. So that's the way we're tackling them. Yes, Amityville Summer continues. But uh, so I guess we'll, we'll go right into, uh, so, well, we, I guess we know how Danny fails. Danny, how do you, you can kick it off. How do you feel about this set of movies? This set, you know, I felt like the first three, honestly, they're not great movies, but there's some mm, like, no. they felt some at points, there's some scares. There's a little, at least like <laughs> you, you get to feel unnerved. All of these ones felt like I was watching either like an episode of the X-Files where they forgot to add uh, Mulder and Scully <laughs> or like a Goosebumps episode or like um, like the 80s reboot of the Twilight Zone where you're like, well, this doesn't really have the same feeling, but like I get it. It's a little spooky, but... <laughs> and also that like none of this at any point really needed to... Like, they really only put the... It felt like the Amityville title was only put on these movies so they could be like, let's let's just tie it to that other thing. Wow, it's almost like you're 100% correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. this, I mean, this is how Hollywood functions currently. So I'm like, well, all right, yeah. did, did Amityville do it first? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was pretty much just just capitalizing on the, the, the name uh, of Amityville. It really had had no business. None of the. I mean, to be fair, none of these movies. And there's like what, like uh, five thousand of them. You know, yeah. none, none there's of another one exist. every single fucking day. Well, if you wake up and breathe air, they just finished another Amity. I um, <laughs> I kind of like dug deeper for myself. Like this is not that deep actually. And looked at like what was the like years that all of these movies were coming out. There's a huge break between 
the like late nineties to the two thousand five one, like, and then there's another then rap, huge like machine gun. There's another big break, and then it was like, ah, oh, okay, let's just fucking dump these out. There's one that was done by a early fucking Blumhouse, and I was like, well, that makes sense. They were all over yeah, that. You gotta try bullshit. one, right? Yeah. yeah. In 2017, that was like right after they failed at making the, um, oh my god, gem. And the holograms? You know, you know, the, 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 yeah, gem and the, the holograms. holograms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh okay. dig into that past, because I saw the, the, the thing they made for that, uh, Indiegogo or GoFundMe to make that one. It was. I was wow. like, "Well, who the fuck are these guys?" Did not think they were gonna come back up in my life. I was like, "All right, well, those guys are gonna <laughs> fucking tank that gem in the holograms movie, <laughs> and I'll never. I'll just. This will be something that lives on only uh, be as gone, a vague memory." Oh, uh, well, no, it turns out I was wrong. How about you, Matt? What would you? Uh, what, what's your biggest takeaway so far from this this set? I actually, I really liked these movies. Um, I don't think they're good, but I think they were like really fun to watch. With the exception of Amityville Curse, I, uh, Spooky Fiance Heather could hear me whining from across the apartment every like 15 minutes begging for that movie to be over. I was so bored by it that, <laughs> that I was like begging to, to be let free. <laughs> That one really got me too. I mean, I, I was watching it. Both my cats fell asleep watching it, and I, I was kind of just like, <laughs> "It's a real cat nap movie." Trying to figure out like what the fuck is the actual relationship between any of these people, and then to a point where like I had to just like really detach and go, "This does not matter. Like none of this. This is just." The weirdest yuppie thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. None of the characters like have any like real like they like I don't understand where they're like why they're here doing this, what their connections are. I know like two of them are married. Why are they friends? None of them seem to really well, like, like each other. Like recently One guy, the main guy is not likable at all, so I don't know in why anybody the likes least, him. Yeah. <laughs> but in a way it's so different from Burt Young in the second one. Like, Burt Young, oh, you hate yeah. because he's just a fucking monster. This guy you hate because you're just like, God, he is... He's just, just like a pretentious asshole. He just sucks. <laughs> he, he just is he sucks. wearing ascots the whole time? What are those little he scarf might as well be wearing turtle like, he's got, like, Yeah, but they're too big. It's like not quite like a like medieval rough. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like it's not a necktie or discernibly a scarf. Well, there's one moment where it is when the is just offending everyone in the bar. Yeah. Um, so I I absolutely hated that movie more than I've hated any of the others. And I haven't really hated any of the others. I, I enjoyed the other ones for the most part, the original set we did. Um, but this one just sucks. It's It was the worst waste of time. I really liked um, The Evil Escapes. It was just, it felt very cozy to me. It was a cozy little watch. Yes. Um, it was so goofy. And, I, I liked that one for goofy. how, like, absolutely goofy it was. Yeah, it was, like, like some scenes were just Looney Tunes scenes. Well, uh, lamp-based horror. Like, I could not get over <laughs> it. I, I really couldn't handle, like, I was like, it's a lamp, guys. Just it, a fucking lamp. <laughs> Um, and 
and then but when you get to Amityville 1992, it's about time, which is the full title. Uh, it, <laughs> things really just go wild. But I like that movie for just like it's the the like family dynamic in that movie is like something pretty different from anything else I've seen. Uh, <laughs> and they just like I mean there are some very distinct plot holes in that movie craters <laughs> and they do a lot of stuff that just like is they bring up things and then never deal with them again and like almost nothing gets paid off but i i gotta commend them for trying something uh and for the most part i it was fun the performances were pretty good and there was some fun uh i loved seeing the <laughs> the dad in that movie just devolve into like a slop monster he was pretty fun yeah I, Agreed. I felt like I recognized that guy's face, but he just looks like another actor that's more famous. That's the that's, dad from yeah. from It's About Time. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, is that? And then I was like, oh no, he's ac- the guy that I thought he was uh. is um the guy that plays the Kurgan in uh, uh, Highlander. <laughs> Oh, okay. See, I I actually did know him. I just didn't know from where, but I found out in the research that he is the main villain for, like, the first two seasons of Supernatural. He's, like, the demon Azazel or whatever that, like, plagues the those poor Winchester brothers. <laughs> I, Dude, look, I, so I, I, I'm I going to let you guys know, know the only reason I know anything about that show is because I was on Tumblr back in the day. And people liked <laughs> and then, it a lot, and, I was and like, it was all Tumblr. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, oh. "It got so much attention on Tumblr, and and like so much like fanfic was written about those characters that they made an entire episode about Tumblr culture." Really? Oh my wow. god, that was yeah. great for it's a musical people. episode where they go to a haunted oh, high school no. where a where a <laughs> so in the this is a a brief diatribe here the. In the canon of the show Supernatural, there is a person who's, like, the the voice of God, and he, like, writes down God's words. And so he's been writing this, like, Supernatural book series about the main characters that he thought he was just getting in dreams, but he was actually just, you know, canonizing their adventures, like, because God was like, yo, write that shit down. Um, and But they became such famous books in that world that people... Like, you know, uh, they became Tumblr famous within the context of the universe. And so they have to go to this haunted high school where this one girl is writing a musical for her uh, drama club, like starring those the two guys. And they're like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) Like they they go absolutely. It's like the most meta like episode of a TV show I've ever seen. It sounds and they weird. even they even comment I can on they even keep track of what you just said, let alone watch the characters it. even comment on how like a lot of people like to like pair the two brothers together, which is disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> They're like, why would anybody read this? Be kissing and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so Wait, the dad that's from that gay. is the bad guy in that show. <laughs> it's gay and incest. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so with all that being said, how do you feel about these movies, Eric? Uh, I'm with you guys. I, I think four was, despite it being the most like it grandma ass movie I I've ever seen. Uh, it was a lot of fun 
And, it is a uh, grandma movie. It, it, it's, I mean, there were a lot a, of grandmas in the movie, to be fair. There's I guess so many old ladies in that. It almost so entered psycho it's like, the, it's like the Golden was, Girls was, of Amityville. I was like, oh, man, this is... I seen his, Once, like, the old lady started yelling, like, oh, the axe is in the basement. I was like, oh, my God, we're getting... What, there's a Joan Crawford movie from after she went fuck like she kind of phased out when she was just doing the psycho bitty shit where I think it's literally just called Axe Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid title. Oh, it's that. amazing, and that's that's a good one for um oh what's that shit? There's there's a lot of cameos <laughs> and like roles from like people that like later on. And actually, not much later after that movie had like incredible careers, like Oscar-winning careers. Launchpad movie. I, it was a movie they did when they were young. I don't know if that launched them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these I, three I thought... movies were actually a couple different actor and actress like first first roles. Um, I was reading on IMDb, and I'm like, well, sorry, because I don't think these springboarded you the way you thought they might. It was funny seeing like going through and seeing like, okay, so. Who was ending their career here, and who <laughs> who was starting it? Yeah, like who got further along? Well, Andrea, the main character from It's About Time, went on to do like a bunch of Baywatch episodes. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She's the she went forward. I think I know why. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny. 3. I only. Yeah, she did do a Police Academy three. Uh, how many? I mean, Megan Ward, the, Police the, the daughter in that one too. She was in a bunch of. She shit did a in lot the of 90s. stuff. I mean, the only reason I Encino I, Man? I, I an, <laughs> she didn't see Man, but you know what she did that I just for the first time saw this movie recently. She was the love interest in Joe's apartment. Oh my god! <laughs> With all the cockroaches. Oh yeah, my the god! Cockroaches. <laughs> Yeah, she was the fucking love interest in that movie. She gets like the all the cockroaches like fall on her because they're trying to get the guy Joe laid. <laughs> they put the dirty towel like in the toilet and like sing a whole song about it. Remember? <laughs> wow, I forgot oh. about Joe's apartment. I I had never seen it, um, but uh, our friend Lou uh, came over. He was staying with us for uh, a couple days recently and we were like zipping through Tubi and he's like, yo, they got Joe's apartment on here. I'm like, what the fuck is that? He's like, dude, you've never seen Joe's apartment. It's like the pinnacle of like mad TV. It's like, this is like what it all built up to. And I was like, all right, let's fucking watch it then. And I, I was honestly upset that I had never seen it before. I was like, this should have been in my life for 30 years. I feel like I remember this being a thing that played on some cable network at some point when I was a kid. I guess it was MTV. MTV, yeah. And it was like, MTV, but like yeah. when we were real young, and it like existed in my brain. And then I guess I I later saw Monkey Bone and was like, well, it must have been that movie. And now I know <laughs> it was in fact Joe's apartment. <laughs> Joe's apartment. Separate. Separate movie. All right, let's let's get into the evil yeah. Let's, let's start. Oh boy, let's I start knocking down the door. I don't know which one I like better, this one or it's about time, but I'm excited. So, Amityville Four: Evil Escapes uh, is about a lamp, <clears throat> as we mentioned. Right off the bat, the beginning of the movie, uh, we're throwing 3D right out the window because at the end of 3D, the whole fucking house explodes, and right at the beginning of Amityville Four. 
house is perfectly fine. Doesn't matter. We didn't care about that movie anyway. <laughs> and it is the same house. It is, I, it is the same I accepted that a bit as like maybe that is saying that the house create like it made them see it as exploding as a psychosomatic thing. It's just like oh, tricked them. It didn't really. Yeah, it's a trickster. I don't you know, know, man. It <laughs> kind of blew the fuck up pretty hardcore. Like there was fire. On I, I I think you, Danny, just put way more thought into it than any writer did at any point along. Oh, without this. a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I mean, you know, this was made for NBC. This aired on. Yes, Network. this is a made-for-TV movie. Like, and not. That's cable. why it's so grandma. It true. They actually had to go back in. Um, one of my like trivia's for this was that the the director doesn't like he'll say i don't recall filming any of those bloody scenes for that movie i think someone went in and filmed stuff later and put it in for the for like the home release i mean it makes sense it feels like they pulled all the punches out of like the movie they're like you know what we're gonna give this whole movie to old ladies they're gonna tell us what they think is scary and then we're gonna make it into a movie and then we're gonna cast a bunch of old ladies it was it, I. There was a lot of moments where uh, even like all right. So this the score, the soundtrack too, put me in a place. I was like, oh, I'm watching Murder She Wrote. Yes. I was like, look at these. It ones. did feel. It did feel very Murder She Wrote. Most of it was pretty quaint until it and like it seemed like there's a lot of um. There's a thing that happened in this point of time in like television where like they would have the fog machine fucking running you know, in the back, and then you just see this kind of, like, smoky, not, sometimes just, like, a wall of fog of light behind whatever's going on, or, or it's just, like, the softest lens they've ever used on television. <laughs> Covered in Vaseline. Yeah, and it's just, like, well, it, can, it, it just, it, I see that, and it puts me in a place of, like, I'm watching the WB at 2 p.m. in but- in 1998. <laughs> the craziest part about this, though, is that this movie is the only Amityville movie sequel that's based on any of the Amityville sequel books. So after they wrote the initial Amityville horror, they that became like a full like book series. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Uh, I believe John Jones. Yeah, it, yeah, I have it right here. It's uh, it's John G. Jones, and actually, but this isn't the only one because. And, well, Amityville, the sixth one, Amityville About Time, is all because the book that the Evil Escapes it, it was based on was a anthology of short stories about the house. Oh god! And so About Time is also based on a story from that book. I, <laughs> it makes I sense. It a lot of these become appliance-based horrors. Yes. Oh my god! I wrote that down. I wrote down appliance-based horror in my notebook while watching these. I was like, "What's going?" Yeah, very, very Stephen King. It's, you know, yes. he loves to write about mur- murder. Oh my murder god! Toasters. It was like night shift, right? Or a graveyard shift? Yeah, exactly. Like, it was, yeah, exactly. Like, with the uh, with trucks and with uh, the killer trucks. toys. <laughs> trucks is the one where the machines just everything comes alive, right? Yeah. Well, that's this in the They're in, in the that gas story. Station. It's just it, yeah. In that story, it's just trucks. But in the movie, Maximum Overdrive, it's like refrigerators and everything. Like it's trucks, refrigerator. You know, there's a blender scene. Of course. Well, you if you can get a blender in a mo- in a horror movie, I'm always down for it. 
And we got that. It never, the it never stops hurting. Well, it wasn't a blender. But I know, which is, you know, I'm definitely excited about it. Um, but yeah, so I guess I, I don't really have any information about this movie aside, you know. So Evil Escapes, uh, it's from 1998. It's 95 minutes. Very breezy, too. Loved it. I didn't, it didn't overstay its In and out. Every one of these was uh, 90 minutes. True. Every God, single one they did these. not feel. But they uh, clearly, the, uh, they went. Amityville Curse felt like a thousand years. It felt like two hours of torture. <laughs> it felt like they couldn't afford lights either. Yes. But meanwhile, Amity, all right, the cur- curse did. But Amityville 4 has, this is my favorite thing in movies. What happens is impossible lighting, but like, not just impossible where it's like, well, actually, like this, uh, Thelma and Louise driving through Monument Valley. And for some reason, there's fucking like massive floodlights <laughs> on the rock formations. <laughs> That first night where it shows the cliff that the house is on, and it's just blasted with light, where there's shadows. Like this isn't the moon. Like this is blasted with light. I don't mind it. See the lights I don't come mind on it if the, the movie's good. If the movie's good, yeah. If the movie's yeah. good, you go, well, that's artistic. I'll forgive it. Okay. Yeah. That's, exactly. I see what they're doing. Uh, you, you. But if it's bad, you go, what the fuck? Is yeah. Who the um, fuck is this guy? So, 95 is? minutes, directed by Sander Stern, who wrote the first Amityville Horror. Movie. They brought him back. Yeah, the movie. They brought him back and they were like, why don't you just take the whole helm and give us a TV movie? I imagined that meeting as soon as I saw his name in the in the opening credits. I was like, okay, so this is how the meeting went. He said, I want to do another Amityville movie. And they said, really? Yeah, all right. <laughs> and he said, he said, he said, yeah, yeah. Give me another I've got, shot. I've got, a, I've got a really good idea. And they said, all right. Are we going? We're going to go back to New Jersey? And he said, absolutely fucking not. No way. He said, the country. Here we go. And then uh, it's starring Patty Duke as Nancy Evans, Jane Wyatt as Alice Leacock, uh, Frederick uh, Lean as Father Kibler, uh, and, you know, among other actresses. But I, ha- I do have to point out Lou Hancock as Peggy. Peggy's my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That the the housekeeper, she the, she's a relationship the that best. is just not explained. Yeah, no, she just she's shows just up out. another old oh. lady, and you're like, oh, oh, wait, yeah, is this yeah another, just to throw another old lady in there. Um, oh, but you know what? I actually was wrong earlier um, about the supernatural thing. Frederick Lane, uh, who plays Father Kibler, is the one is the actor who uh, oh, ends up being the villain okay. of Supernatural. Um, so he went from priest to uh, to demon. That's the pipeline usually. You know, yeah, he, usually. he to me looked in this movie like a like a real budget um, John Travolta. Yes. Uh, also, he just man, he he's such a he's such a dweeb in this movie. He's like the <laughs> the part where he finally tracks down the house and then gets right up to the door and then turns around and leaves. He goes, "I can't do it. I'm too scared." Well, because the fucking terrifying girl in this one answers. She goes, "Because he's like he's like uh, is is Mrs. Leacock here?" She goes. She's out. You should come in, though. And he's like, no. But like, No, I'd rather not, he's please. He's troubled by the house and not, like, looking at the fact that there's, a like, a fucking eight-year-old in front of him. He's like, you should come in. And he's like, no. That should <laughs> let's, be- let's, <laughs> No. Let's rewind it back child. to the beginning before yeah. we do get we to got, California. Like, we should have done, like, a two-second. We should have, like, tasked ourselves to do, like, a two-sentence breakdown of the, the, these movies. So um, I got it right here. I am... It's, this is not so, like the last ones where I was like the sanctity of these movies. We can we can go through them and, and discuss them. Like, no, these are crazy dog shit and need to be yelled about. So Amityville 
for uh, the Evil Escapes. Evil Escapes. Full title. The very first scene, <laughs> an entire band of priests show up to the Amityville house and get <laughs> their fucking asses kicked by, you know, the demon inside the house. Mm-hmm. The demon downloads itself into a lamp, and you get <laughs> like to see this little character. fucking bubble pop out of the socket, travel <laughs> into the lamp cord. And then the lamp, like, glows ominously. (laughs) And also, we're not talking about a, like, desk lamp. This is the craziest looking lamp anybody has ever had in a house. And this lamp definitely was not in any of the other movies. Because I would have have clocked that lamp immediately. It's It's supposed to look kind of like a tree, but also like a man. So like it's this weird like root system that's like all intertwined up. And then it has two like stalks for arms. It's almost like scarecrow shaped. And then there's one big bulb head. Full top. Let's not beat around the lamp, okay? So, the evil downloads itself into this lamp. Then the old ladies show up to buy something uh, at this, you know, yard sale. And she she finds the lamp and she's so entertained by it that she's like, you know what? I gotta buy it and I gotta send it to my sister across the country for her birthday. She'll just think it's so funny and at our age <laughs> That's it's so much our, more about that. At our ages we just prank each other by sending each other ugly pieces of furniture. She spends one hundred dollars in nineteen eighty nine money. That's 89 money, 89 dollars. Yeah, that, that was startling to me. I was like I was like, oh how much is this gonna be? A hundred dollars? I did the I did the math on it with inflation today. That was a two hundred and forty six dollar lamp. Today the price of brass is up too in the scrap market. <laughs> and that's not even counting. That's just for the lamp. We're not even talking about shipping that huge ass thing. You know that thing weighs a bazillion pounds. Uh, does it? Oh because the last scene of the movie maybe says otherwise. The climax. Well, there's magic involved at that point. So So she sends this fucking cursed lamp across the country to her sister, who is in the process of taking in her uh, daughter, her recently widowed daughter, and two grandchildren. Three grandchildren, Uh, you forget. Three. There's a third? Oh, that is the little girl. There's the little girl? Oh, yeah. And don't forget that old Helen cut her lamp. Before she ships the lamp, before she buys it, she cuts herself and just goes, her friend goes, we should get you a tetanus shot. And she goes, ah, I've had worse. At my age, I've had worse. That's what she says. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then it cuts, it cuts to her washing her fucking terribly infected, diseased-ass finger. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, like a person that, yeah, later on a priest comes to visit her and she's just got, like, just this big, thick, like, fucking Vienna sausage finger that's just rotting off. It looks like you boiled a Vienna sausage in sink water. Like, it's so gross. Um, but yeah, so it is. So the really the main characters of the movie are the the family that's moving in with their, like, sort of estranged grandmother. Uh, after the death of their father and 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 or husband, 
Another movie about financial issues within the family. Just noted that off top. The last one is about the hubris of people who have no financial issues because he's a we- <laughs> he's a wealthy I mean, yeah. uh, architect in that one and and we see what happens to him. Um but yeah, so the uh the daughter in the oldest daughter in this movie uh the chin. is also she <laughs> the chin, she looks like um the chick who plays who plays uh She's the Stranger Nancy. Things, uh, Nancy. Yeah, she looks so similar to her. Yes, but also if 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 that person was combined with um oh mother fuck what is that guy's name um the guy from the Warriors oh Jesus oh my Christ. god yeah <laughs> uh what's his name pops up in the school but yeah, uh, yeah she she had like a really brief career uh apparently like people really liked her she did a bunch of horror movies she was in like night of the demons 2 and stuff like that uh and then just like dropped off the face of the earth and everyone is like what happened she had she could have been like a horror queen wop wop oh well sorry zoe trilling it's the curse of the lamp it is the lamp was too powerful uh yeah so they get there my mind i just kept going return the lamp Return the slam. <laughs> Return the lamp. So basically, what what the 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 m- main conflict of this movie is like the 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 grandma and the mother. Like the grandma's like takes her in, but she like really doesn't want. She she keeps being like, oh shit, I shouldn't have let this family move back in with me. Yeah, like, she's, she's kind of begrudgingly like you know accepting of her daughter. Because I, it seems like they had some issues over the guy she was married uh, yeah. to, and she, uh, she doesn't really approve of the way that she's raising her children either. She's very conservative, and she's serving cunt. She's serving cunt hard and fast. Oh yeah, she's a real. But that's why she keeps on wheels the keep whole time, and she's just yeah. like, I. This movie, it just it goes from like these moments of like. Actually, everything's hunky-dory to, like, uh-oh, there's some strife we didn't tell you about and we're not really going to explain. And then it goes back to, like, oh, but now it's, like, hunky-dory again between these two. And you're, like... Well, that's why I ah. love I love that the grandma keeps her friend Peggy around. I don't know if she's her friend or her housekeeper or whatever, but, like, she just <laughs> hangs out at the house all the time and just, like, completely contradicts any of, like, the grandma's, like, wishes or, you know, ideologies. Like, there's a part in the movie where the eldest daughter, like, this, like, hunk from, uh, although she, they, they, the movie tries to make him seem like a hunk, but he's a huge dweeb. But, like, I get what they were trying to do. They just throw varsity jackets on dweebs in this series. Yeah. want to be, like, <laughs> Right? Like, yeah, that guy's like a, in the AV club. It's like the bullies from uh, Halloween Ends. Like, it, it's like <laughs> these aren't bullies. They're, this is, there's no way anybody is being bullied they're by these three. internet bullies. These are those guys. <laughs> in, in a very non-modern Xbox internet Live. movie. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's, like, a scene where the daughter has, like, the, 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 you know, the hunky varsity guy come over. And Peggy's like, go to the basement and fuck him. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, go. Well, go show him. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the chainsaw. But like, yeah, that's why Peggy was my favorite. She she was just always she was like the straight man in the whole movie. She just wanted everyone to like have a good time. I really I really <laughs> enjoyed her. Character. I wish they could have gotten someone with like a like I don't know Welsh or Scottish accent to be her to play that to be that actress. I would have preferred if it was that like fake. Uh, 
like a Robin Williams Doubtfire accent would have been really good. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, could you imagine in the chainsaw scene that help is on the way? <laughs> she slides down the fucking stairs. <laughs> oh my god, the grandma fucking taking a almost a header down the stairs. It was kind of funny to me. I don't I mean, uh, I'm not a good person by any means. No, I mean I was, I was cracking like, up. Oh shit. That was like bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Yeah, so basically after the, the family arrives, uh, sh- shortly beforehand, the, the, the lamp had arrived. So they all kind of, the lamp and the Moments family move into this house at the same time. Um, and so obviously everything starts going wrong, you know, and, and the the um, the grandma is starting to slowly over the course of the movie be like, you and your kids are ruining my life and my house, <laughs> uh, you know. They're all of a sudden like appliances are like turning on and off uh, on their own. There's, there, I, it's, it was weird how many times this movie the the grandma questioned, "How can devices turn on by themselves?" Right. I like, feel like every she, time she something so happened, she was like, "They're machines. They don't just turn on by themselves." I know, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the movie, like, like that's the what plot, the first, lady. Come on." What is the first like instance of something going wrong? I forget. Well, the lamp keeps what turning. She burns her hand. She she burns her hand on the fucking on the kettle. kettle on the kettle. Yeah, and the mom is even like, "How the fuck did you do that? Like, what the fuck?" And then Peggy, Peggy's the best. Peggy's just like, "I'll call Walter Reed, Walt Reed," which I was like, "Isn't Walter yep. Reed the hospital in DC?" <laughs> but maybe it's a reference. He's the electrician who then sends his two false son to solve the problem. Yeah, and the teenage daughter starts flirting with him. Peggy's like, "Go in the basement and like, you know, you know, go get the chainsaw and bone it." Uh, but then when he, so I don't know if this happens before or after the chainsaw part, but yeah, like the the electrician's son comes over to fix stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we've got a problem with the sink." You know, and he like goes. There's, there's like ten things that go wrong at that point. There's like, they're like the lamp is be is turns itself on and off. There's no, some issue with that. The chainsaw turned itself on, and the kid lost control of it while holding it while having the worst haircut I've ever seen. Well, he's yeah, like got, you know like a fuck. little baby mullet thing happening. That kid's face fucking freaked me out though. Like <clears throat> he was weird looking. <laughs> like he, there, but there dude, should have been scenes of him getting bullied by someone besides his grandmother. <laughs> but like, that's how you really show him. someone's a dweeb if their grandma bullies them, right? She's like, Brian is a liar. <clears throat> he tried to kill me with a chainsaw. <laughs> Thank God, Peggy saved my life. The sun goes into. Oh, dude, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so the sun goes into the, the basement. Scene, but like, there's like just a moment where she kills her bird. We need to like speed up through this bullshit so we can get to the things we want to talk about, which is action peg. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the she has a pet parrot that ends up in the uh, like microwave. Toaster it's oven. a toaster <laughs> oven. Toaster and oven. It, it just like the the house demon magically puts it in there and fucking roasts it for breakfast in front of everyone. Eventually, he finds his way into the basement and he finds the chainsaw and he's playing around with this chainsaw and it starts up on its own and he's like completely lost control of it. It's so funny. It's like, dude, all you got to do is put this on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, whoa, whoa, 
And he's like chainsawing apart the entire basement All as like the chainsaw like fucking Yeah, right. Go of it. I mean, like, I get it that the chainsaw is possessed and revving itself <laughs> off, but just I think if he let go. So grandma slides down the fucking stairs, uh, because she doesn't want to get chainsawed for obvious reasons. Then so everyone slipped, starts uh, running into the basement. And they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Peg grabs, what, like a crowbar or something? Yeah. She grabs yeah, something was, metal. I, it's one of those tools that dad had, you know, like just a big pry bar. Like. <laughs> and, but she like, she sword fights him. She like, yeah, it's like, it's like the end of a fucking Highlander movie. You know, she's like, and then, two like, hands the over her head, head with the chainsaw coming down on her. <laughs> And you just see it, and then, it, like, just the, the chainsaw, I thought the chain Like, it dies break. out. It no, the demon Just kind of peters no. out. It just goes, just all right, you no win strength. this time, Peggy. I'll get you one of these days. <laughs> we start to kind of find out that the, the youngest daughter is, like, talking to the lamp because she thinks her dead dad is, like, talking to her through the lamp, and it mm-hmm. makes everyone super uncomfortable. Um, we have the jock who comes over to try and help fix things up and he loses his hand in the fucking, uh, garbage disposal in the sink. I was, oh, it's so good. It's so good. She's digging around because grandma makes an apple pie to say sorry to Brian because it's Brian's favorite, right? She accused him of being a liar and then he turned on the chainsaw and he's a maniac. Right? I, I said so, the same thing. I'm like, looking, I'm like, yo, you're overflowing this thing for sure. Like, you're not even running don't know water what to do there. with garbage disposals, man. Nothing. I think they're bad. You just shouldn't use them. Point is she definitely was using it wrong. It's all jammed up. She's got a hand in there. And I which she I saw her with her hand in there. I was like, uh oh. And then the jock guy's coming in, and I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. The second in a movie someone puts their hand down a drain, I'm like, uh. Oh, you know it's going to happen. There's so few movies where they just tease that, and it doesn't happen. Uh, Final Destination's classic. I could not believe that, like, we got two people wrist deep in the garbage disposal. (laughs) And I was like, wow. I was like, "This, this is crazy. But he comes in, he goes... Well, hang on. Something. He puts his hand there. He goes, "Let's definitely stop." But he, when he goes, "Oh, he's got to secure the switch," and he just takes electrical tape, tapes it and tapes it down. And I was like, "That is not exactly lockout, tag out. Like you're the electrician's guy. Just go over to the breaker and turn it off." I mean, that wouldn't have worked anyway. But yes, like yeah, but like the second he brings up like safety. Like, hold on, you gotta secure the switch, and it's just like a piece of electrical just electrical tape, tape that he down. Off. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, he's losing his hand. That's it. He, we found it. He, was, well, he got confident, and the house said, "I don't think so." <clears throat> well, yeah. So it's crazy because later on, we do find out he lost his whole hand. Uh, but like, I was kind of expecting it to just like be all torn and shredded up because, I, like, I don't think a garbage disposal would actually do. It cuts from him screaming to them getting back from the hospital, and yeah. they're like, the well, goes, he's going to survive. He'll live. <laughs> no other information. He'll live. Meanwhile, out on the East Coast, the main character priest from the very beginning who got his ass mightily handled 
by a Didn't lamp. Didn't the beginning of the movie feel like we were watching the end of a totally different movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, where are we coming from? Hang on. Yeah, I was like, wait, did it stop at the end of the movie? <laughs> I have a tendency to fall asleep and then the next movie will start playing, right? So I was like, oh shit, do I did I, I did I forget yeah, to start the feeling. beginning? So we find out that once he's healed from his uh, first battle with the lamp, that he's eager to track it down and find it because he finds out that the lady who bought the lamp is fucked up and in the hospital. So he goes to the hospital and tries to find her and be like, "She's dying know, of where, where's the lamp? Tetanus. I have to, I have to get the the demon out of it." And he goes full Jafar. <laughs> He will do anything Where's for the this lamp? lamp. This was this was a movie for moth. Find me the diamond in the rough. This is a movie for moth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he manages to find her at her uh, you know hospital bedside at at the eleventh hour as she's about to be shuffled <laughs> off this mortal coil, and he gets like, just enough away. information from her friend about where the lamp ended up, and he's like, all right. He convinces this other priest to like talk talk to the archdiocese and be like, uh, he needs to go out there and track down the lamp and redeem himself for you know being a shitty priest and hiding from the world. Did they make it seem like in this movie, especially that like the 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 what's it called? Like to go into priesthood is like becoming like a cleric in D and D, like. Like, no, you have to return to the monastery. He's like, I was there for so many years hiding from the world. I wanted to do... It's like, no, you aren't spiritual ninjas. Like, get the fuck back and, like, just... That's what you think. Do your Sunday bullshit and leave the kids alone. He's a, he's an exorcism priest. It's different. Who are these so. elite fucking crackers that they got doing this, though? Like, it's just... <laughs> it's always just white guys. In the first one, it was the fucking mayor from jaws was the guy in charge <laughs> i've never seen a whiter man on this earth <laughs> so he ends up tracking him down in california uh like we said earlier he tries to enter the home and immediately is chased off by the evil and he's like oh i can't go inside it, it feels me it knows i'm coming to get it he is rebuffed so by he the like girl. writes a letter right a telegram he, he, there's a telegram Oh god. Oh yeah, because they've been getting he's been trying to call them, but the the how the the demon has been stopping phone calls from going through. Yeah. But it, Oh yeah, stuff happens like immediately and <laughs> and there's just more Yeah. The demon <laughs> the demon is just <laughs> much more capable. Days, this movie's over. Yeah, the demon's much more capable in this movie. He does a lot more stuff uh, to to fuck with people. Um, oh yeah. Well, we especially... have a classic goop. We have some lovely black goop, like you know we had in the past. We love to oh, see coming a out of the faucet. Yeah, because then they uh -oh. they call the plumber, who no one ever sees again. <laughs> yeah. So this is the, one of the craziest stop. parts of the movie to me because they yeah they come home one day and like the daughter the eldest daughter is like brushing her teeth and then like unbeknownst to her the water has turned into the classic Mountain Dew pitch black. Wait, that we but like to when it was to. when when she looks up, I I I realized I was like, wow, the, all right, I'm I this is modern times, you know, changing my view of this movie. But like when she first looked up and she's brushing her teeth and it's just black. 
There's so much charcoal toothpaste. I like know so many people that use it. I like did not face it until I realized it was coming out of the faucet. I was like, literally oh, the shit. same. The same thought came across my mind. I was like, oh, it's just char- charcoal toothpaste. It didn't. That is fucking funny. I didn't funny. react to it at all until it started to come out of the faucet. I was like, oh, what? So they call plumber. The plumber drives up, crawls up under the house, and he finds this pipe where like uh that he thinks. The, like the trap is like clogged so he's under the house and a board falls on him and he can't get out the trap expands and like fucking pops open and again another gets... looney tunes moment where the where the pipe yeah. is like boom. <laughs> it, was, it was like, <laughs> like big trouble in little china <laughs> it's just yeah and he gets the fucking round and goo well the cap to the thing hand. pops off uh, yeah, and the hand of the kid that got lost in the guard's disposal falls on top of him. And, like, you see the school, like, the varsity ring that he's wearing. But the wildest part about this is in order to get away with this crime, the demon then magically oh, yeah. drives <laughs> the van away. Yeah, he like, drops the plumber and he van and just the- drives down the driveway. <laughs> yeah, the demon just, just like, you see it magically, like, pop into gear and just drive out of the, 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 driveway and peggy is like oh the plumber left okay and i'm like so you don't think you gotta pay him (laughs) you'll get the the bill in the mail google hasn't been able to (laughs) could just drive this this vehicle back to where it came from i'm fine with that but we knew that it could drive (laughs) and i guess it has learned since the first movie right in that that great it's graduated from laurel and hardy moment of it's, driving around. it's not on a provisional anymore. It's got its regular old license now. Oh, it, no, yeah. Oh. It can drive after midnight. <laughs> it doesn't need a supervisor to drive with, that's for sure. So, like, in this one, we're kind of assuming, like, this is this is the same demon from the previous three movies. I mean, I guess. Continuity-wise, it feels like that, because the next one is where it takes a turn. Yeah. So um, it is the same guy. <laughs> And basically, stuff just really starts to go downhill from there. After the the plumber leaves, the the daughter starts to get like the youngest daughter starts to really exhibit like possession. Oh, because with the um, tendencies, the fucking the varsity uh, electrician, he helps Peggy bring it up, bring the lamp to the attic, which has almost nothing in it except for the lamp. The lamp is front and center, but that's when you get introduced to the the foyer of the attic, which is this like. Uh, Vertigo green hallway, right? Yeah, it's like Alfred Hitchcock and Vertigo, like green, with like a big green light bulb over the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was just like it didn't. I was like, oh, we're entering a different kind of space. Oh, that's what they're saying here. Good job, Sandor. <laughs> but I, but I actually do like the the setting. Like, of the, I like this like little farmhouse on a cliff side that uh, <laughs> that this house takes place in. Yeah, that Nana lives in alone with Peggy. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the, the Leacock Manor. <laughs> it's a massive property. They have that, that long drive and then a circle driveway and then cliff. I know it's it is it ends the house ends very abruptly. It's it's quite funny. Um, or the property does, but um, pretty much is this one of the, this is one of the ones that kind of gets solved by the power of family, the fucking you know the the. Well, the, the priest, girl, the priest gets it. They use a lot of fucking holy water once the priest sends his letter. Yeah, ba- basically, it in the, mailbox. The, 
the the mother gets like too fed up with the grandma blaming her kids and she knows something's really wrong with the with her youngest daughter so she find she tracks down the the priest at like where his note said he was going to be the right way in and he like explains everything to her and she goes well you know what Sounds logical. Come, she kind of goes, to the house fuck it. <laughs> like, if, yeah, yeah, fuck it. All right. The, you seem to have just showed up and explained everything, I guess. I'll, I'll follow The movie's got to end soon, so, like, come to the house with me. You can feel the exact moment in all three of these when there's 15 minutes left. <laughs> yep. You can, you get, like, it's almost a smell. Like, it's a full, like, it over, it washes over you. As a sense of relief, you're like, oh, thank you. Once people start dying, like, because it's such slow bullshit buildup in these ones, to then, like, okay, finally someone's dead. This movie's moving along. Oh, yeah, that's the big the big impetus to the that leads us to the end, the climax of the movie is our, our hero, our savior, Peggy, does bite the bullet. She uh, gets strangled to death by the power cord of the, of the lamp. <laughs> Oh my god, and the kid, Brian, every time he sees anything that's like a little weird, he just puts his hand to his mouth and clutches his pearls. He does the Macaulay Culkin. I'm like, what is, who taught this kid? No one taught him how to act, really, but I just... Yeah, I doubt it. He just, when he sees the bird, he goes, oh, mom. And then she looks over and sees the dead bird in the toaster oven. And then he gets (laughs) sent up to check on something in the attic. He finds Peggy. Peggy's dead, and he's just he like, finds oh. all the dead things in this movie. Except the plumber. No one finds the plumber. I would just like to point no, out he's the movie just still ends under the house. And the plumber's dead <laughs> under the house. That is never <laughs> gone back to, and this is just another just Listen, an injury to labor that Hollywood will not fix. Right. They'll, sm- <laughs> they'll smell him eventually. Well, also that Facts. raw sewage and hand. This, severed hand that came out with him like that is just uh one body a bunch of sewage and extra hand yeah pretty nasty under there terrific Um, (laughs) not what you want in your basement but yeah but i think for the most part eric's right like the priest comes in uh but then the grandma gets involved right you know and they're like oh you know what family is (laughs) the strongest (laughs) thing and Yeah, what? she gets possessed and she starts Give stabbing everybody. She <laughs> yeah, she right. stabs the shit out of the priest. He stabs her right in the shoulder. The, the last thing he's like, dad. I really hope I don't <laughs> get stabbed. <laughs> it's the first time where these priests have actually been physically injured and attacked by the fucking demon, though. They're not just it's being true. psychically. He, he does get got pretty good. <laughs> yeah, just like shoved a little, a little hard, right? And they're like, oh, I'm traumatized. Yeah, which is like uh, being smothered with flies, and we're like, oh, I've lost my sight. Smothered with flies, Dying. bad way to go, man. Um, but yeah, ba- so there's a final final confrontation. The whole family's there, uh, and they, <laughs> I, what, how do they defeat it? They just throw the lamp out the window. Grandma, right? Alice Leacock, <laughs> picks up the lamp grandma, alone. Grandma Meanwhile, Peggy and the She's uh, got that grandma strength, you know, the kids trapped under the car. She doesn't <laughs> fucking like the kids. The, well, she likes her house, The priest is all wrapped up in the cord, <laughs> which kind of slithers around like a snake, and then uh, he fucks, she, 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 what is that thing called? She throws it like a spear out the fucking window, and her daughter's like, wait, mom, uh, and the priest is getting dragged by the cord, so she grabs the <laughs> axe and just 
cuts it at the last second and then you see Smash on the rock. Yeah, and again, this house that they're on is built up to like the very edge of a cliff face. Like that fucking so, house in a, a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Lemony Snicket it's house. It's the real world has. version of a Lemony Snicket house. Yeah, and so the lamp goes careening out the window. I, I guess it was like, if I'm going down, the priest's going down with me. Uh, but the the lamp goes down, crashes against the rocks uh, uh, next to the beach, and erupts into green demonic flame, like a like a fucking oh, family like guy. Oh, Wizard of Oz. It was like, <laughs> like, 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 like the smoke and green. It was like phosphorus. Like, whoa. And seemingly that would you would think would be the end of the evil but we forgot to mention an important character this movie which is the stupid cat that's been wandering around this house the whole time pepper and at the end of the movie they can't find the cat pepper the cat and then the movie ends the movie ends with a shot of the broken shattered lamp on the on the rocks and the cat is just kind of like wandering amidst the wreckage and you can tell you like I was waiting for because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew the cat was going to look at the screen and it was going to pause and we were going to red demonize. But you can tell they were just like filming it until the cat looked at the camera like they were waiting. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> like, listen, they're I like, want we you need to know the something. shot. On a set, I've been on sets with animals. OK, As, what a trained animal is, is that what you find out is all a trained animal is this one that won't immediately run away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've had a lot of different shit on like animals on set before. And all you do is you just film until it kind of does what you're looking for. You take a break. You have, then you like, all right, let's get it, give the animal a break and then we'll, we'll go again. And then you just, you do that like three or four times and you go, okay, get these fucking people off the clock. It seems like in this they did it once and they were like, this movie will not end until it looks at the camera. <laughs> well, which made me nervous because the whole time I'm like, oh my God, that broken glass the cat's going to come paw and that's how he's going to I was it. also nervous about that. And he just kept licking. Yeah. I was like, what did they pour all over that area to get the cat? Because like, <laughs> his head just kind of pops up and he starts looking around. Covered in jelly. Wandering. But that made me laugh because I was because it's a, it's a pretty drawn out scene because we all know what it's going to do. You know, like we all know it's going to eventually look up at the camera and they're going to freeze frame and they're going to turn its eyes red in post. And then <laughs> but it like, took our so ending. long for that to happen. <laughs> Did we get like a, a bass tone when that happened too from the score? It was like, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And that's the end of that movie. And, so and I guess the evil lives right on in the cemetery. cat. <laughs> well, no, the funny thing, the funny thing is so this movie ends with a cat, but then the next movie also has a cat featured early on at some point. Oh, was that not the was same cat? Pepper? But which one was the cat's name? Pepper. It had to be that one because the cat this in, last in one. Curse, yeah, four. the cat and Curse didn't have a name. Just they didn't care Kitty. about it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give a shit about it because the guy, the fucking turtleneck guy, was like couldn't be bothered. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's it for for. Um, Evil Escapes, which I thought was fun. I thought it was a fun little romp. We get away from fucking Long Island for a bit. Well, get ready because we're going right back in. <laughs> we're going right back in. It's going to fucking suck, man. All right. All right. Well, it's it's time that we get into the, the probably, I, I 
I don't know about you guys, but I think this is the worst one of them all. The Amityville Absolutely. Curse. The Cursed Amityville? Yeah, it's this is bad. completely Absolutely. incoherent. Any... It's fucking all over the place. I don't give a single fuck about any one of these characters. And not in like a I hope they die way, in, in a I'm completely uninterested in what they have going on way. Yeah, because when you want people to... When you want a character to die, like you're invested. That means you want to see that happen. I don't care what happens. I to watched this here. movie three it's times so this past week because the first oh, time I was I like, I have no it. clue what the fuck just happened. The second time I was like, uh, I still don't really know what we're doing here. And by the third one, I was like, I, I maybe I'm just not supposed to know. <laughs> it just it didn't matter that's the thing that i was like i was like uh none none of, like none of the things they don't tell you it's like oh it doesn't matter that's why I, I, this is not it's not gonna make the plot move any differently if i just know like oh have a bit more context of like they all went to college together i was like is this supposed to be saint elmo's fire but a horror movie and <laughs> is saint elmo's fire not a horror movie yeah, basically the plot of this one is a bunch of, like, a group of yuppies who I guess are, like, supposed to be friends uh, b- go all in uh, uh, on buying the property that is supposed to be the Amityville house, but this is the one movie that it isn't the ha- the Amityville house. It's just another um, house in Amityville. But it ha- also happens to be haunted, except they also talk about uh the the defeo like murders it is yeah mentioned. it's a thing that happened in town yeah that's another thing uh, yeah and that, so, that like, boy it, was possessed bu- when he did that yeah so a bunch of a bunch of maybe longtime friends buy a house together it, it, with the intent to fix it up and they're all gonna stay there just like lying in the living room until they fix it all up and then sell it uh and classic amityville stuff happens in the most boring fashion possible. Uh, there's also a funny old lady, uh, and then everyone dies at the end. Right? That's basically the shit. <laughs> this is, like this 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 movie felt like they chopped up a bunch of shit from other movies, like elements, and not in a way that's it's, like not in a storytelling yeah. way where you're like, well, there's like tropes and things. This was like they were like, let's take that that make a whole movie just about that is essentially the people. You know that when the scene in Beetlejuice, when the fucking friends yes. show up, yes. and it's just like, oh, and we'll rip that down. That must go like that whole. That's the whole movie. But what's, that scene is ninety minutes now. But you have the kooky person, the kooky dude from uh, from Friday the Thirteenth, is now Mrs. Moriarty. <laughs> and she's gonna pop in. Yeah, so like this movie opens with a in a in a church, a very uh, Catholic church. You know, this is like the kind of church I grew up going to. Um, and so you you get this priest, and he's speaking to somebody in a confessional booth, uh, and he like it's it's like all like hushed tones and whispers, and then suddenly he's like acting very scared. And then all of a sudden, I actually had to rewatch the scene like three times to figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> but uh, like, I guess he gets the priest gets like shot uh, in the confessional booth. Correct. And then yeah. And then they and then everybody goes, well, we can't use that anymore. And so they haul the confessional booth into a local 
house and put it in the basement? The um, they call it a rectory where the priest lives or the priests if you have multiple, and that's the house that we. I think we see him in in the beginning. So it was a rectory, this house? Yeah, and then the cop mentions it later. He's like, oh, yeah, we're using this for a rectory. And then the Marvin, the worst guy ever, is like... See, that's my problem. I was already tuned out so hardcore at that point. At that point, that's when my ears perked up because someone was dead. I was like, (laughs) here we go. Let's do it. (laughs) It's time. No, that's the next one. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, oh boy they leaned into that one interesting um like we were kind of saying before uh, how some of these movies have like random stars in it like either at the very end or very beginning of their careers kim coates yeah main, main <laughs> character almost i would say did not recognize him at first like i saw like okay he's in this movie and i was like oh, i'll recognize him at first, I didn't recognize him at all. I was like, wait, who does he play? Like, Frank. Oh, Frank. Yeah, he looks weird with glasses. Oh, Frank. Um, and, and, and no, no facial and, hair. And no facial yeah. hair at all. Uh, most people would know him from, like, Prison Break or um, he... Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he's Tig in Sons of Anarchy. Definitely Sons of Anarchy. Um, yeah. I, I would say I he's mean, the best part of the movie. Yeah, but uh, he's... You guys don't uh, remember him from Resident Evil Afterlife? Come on. <laughs> um, true memoirs of an international assassin. Uh, donkey head. Um, but, I don't know what that one is. Well, I mean, he spends the whole movie just like in a sweater. Brooding. Uh, smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Like every scene. He's just, just, yeah, like, just smoking. He's but, smoking his way through this whole movie. <laughs> and like, I mean, there's, there's, there's a case to be made that every male character in this group of friends is gay coded. Yeah, fair. Um, because, like, he's smoking in, like, it's always, the, like, I feel like whoever, the writer of this one, or maybe it was the director, was like, I hate yuppies, and I want to see them dead. And that's why he did this, and not in a way like um, American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you're. But no, you're, I think you're right. Uh, espe- because you know, it's especially kind with, of making with his fun character of because, them, and like all of the yeah. townspeople are seen as like reasonable. Like in the whole bar scene, or like even the cops are like they're reasonable. They're not like this. Isn't like a folksy people are scary and dumb kind of movie. This is like these city folk are fucking annoying. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you know they're like kind of like effeminate and all this and like. But he's just smoking in like a way like. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, also the way just the he, way like, he interacts with uh... his uh, the way he interacts with his wife in the movie is also like very kind of like stilted and and like awkward and like overcompensating almost the way he like is <laughs> the... like so overtly sexual to her even though they only have sex like what what like once right or do they even actually ever have sex in the movie hard to say <laughs> but they're very like i mean she's very like overly sexed up in the, her character and like what it, this really what this feels like is a group of people that used to do and maybe still do just like a bunch of coke together yes like they 100%. just they just <laughs> they just act like like a bunch of cokeheads 
that are currently sober. Right? None of them feel like they flip houses. That's what confused the fuck out of me. I'm like, none of these people look or feel capable enough to do any of the labor involved in flipping this house. <laughs> right? They have the one guy who, like, maybe knows how to a use hammer. A, a, like, a power drill or a hammer, but that doesn't qualify him to renovate a home. But, like, they're like, they're like, yeah, here's our guy. He... He flips the house for us, and we just, I don't know, hang out and drink for the weekend? Well, they're, like, like <laughs> barely painting, and then, like, in some places, it's like she's just painting paint stripper on, and it kind of looks like most of the um, the prosthetics from all of these movies, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's like, that's not the house. That's just how paint stripper works. <laughs> I, I, I really, I, I find it difficult to, like, e- e- even, out, like, yeah, even, points. like, highlight anything that made me, like, interested in any way. Like, it, it's just Well, it's so, like, it's such a kitchen sink drama. Yeah, it, it's just very boring. It's, it's, the, the violence that is portrayed on screen is, like, just not, like, I feel like there's no stakes involved. Like, every other one is about, like, either a family or, like, a, you know some sort of like family-esque dynamic where the people are invested in each other and these guys are almost the opposite where like they could not give a fuck about each other no they all seem to be friends with each other also like only for their own gain yeah and they're like they're like they're just miserable except for the the um bill bill seems to be along for the ride um he because he seems like the one guy that like like they keep. It seems like they keep him around because he's like the dumbest of the group, and they just need somebody. They just to be like that a punching guy. bag. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, he seems to get. He has like some sort of like not relationship, but friendship relationship with um, Frank's wife. Like they're close. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like or like old friends or something. Yeah, and it'd be great if we got any more information, but <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I mean we can really forensically try to piece together this uh, friend. Also group. the main girl, um, Oh, Debbie. Debbie uh, is like kind of like psychic or something. She can sense the the goat like she she doesn't want to buy the house at the beginning because she's like I had a I had a nightmare or a vision about how I've seen this house I've I she know just this keeps house. repeating herself the whole time and it's like as much as Marvin sucks you're like no this guy is right like she's kind of a loony <laughs> and like I mean especially like in the moment when like she's like freaking out and he he yells in her face he's like you're hysterical I was like he's right no. <laughs> oh. She is hysterical in that moment. It's my, my dog barking. Yeah, I, I was I I don't know why I thought that was a Dan's house. I was like, what? That's not what cats sound like. What the <laughs> fuck? No, I mean maybe two cats put together in a dog suit could accomplish that sound. <laughs> but it, it it seems that Frank's character has some sort of troubled past that he doesn't want to get into. Uh, and it, as a result, the house kind of, like, uses him as, like, uh, I guess it's, it's main tool. He, it kind of, like, starts to break him down mentally and, uh, possesses him. It does say, they do say in the last movie, in Amityville Escapes, or Evil Escapes, that the, um, the evil latches onto the weakest person in the house. 
And uh, we we do get some context about Frank having some he he has some sort of issues with like uh, I don't know is it like depression in his past or like he he like didn't like but there's like a whole scene about how he like uh, told everybody to go out for the night and that he'd stay there but then he's like oh it's just like when I was a kid and I had all those nightmares and it I used to have to drown myself in my tub and that's the only way the 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 sounds would stop. Yeah, he mentioned something about like whisperings and and oh, it was just like when I was a kid. And I'm like, do you have night terrors or something? Is that what he's yeah. alluding to? And we never go back to that. And it's just we no, go never, past because never. it's just it. That's just to let us know that he's the the one that's weak of mind and spirit and is going to be uh, possessed. Correct. Or like and whatever. The deepest we ever go with any of these characters. I would say the only highlight that's really jumping out to me is that we get a chainsaw throw that ends up getting stuck in someone's leg. Like somebody, not even chainsaw. What am I saying? Someone takes like a buzzsaw blade and throws. Oh yeah, it. the circular it's saw Debbie, blade. No, Debbie like, turns not, into yeah, a shuriken. That's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. Debbie <laughs> turns into a shuriken throwing ninja lady, and she she fucking whips those those saw blades like across the room. <laughs> That was the only interesting part. And then he, like, it's so funny, too, because she, like, whips this saw blade, like, the circular <laughs> saw blade, and and catches him, like, right in the kneecap, and he, like, does this... <laughs> and this is at the point where, like, Frank has been, like, fully possessed, and so it's, like, half his face is, like, all mutated and melty. Well, she threw and he, like, looks down at his face. That wasn't even, like, possession <laughs> well, yeah, mutation. People, people, like, you know put hot wax on themselves for fun sometimes like it i don't think it like was that i not into... that hot not catholic candle wax <laughs> oh sorry. have you ever held a candle all I night forgot. at a at a, at a, at a candlelight service at christmas that's fucking hot buddy i forgot yeah you're right with the the flame of god is extra hot so uh <laughs> um, he's a spicy boy so that god he like he catches the saw blade in his knee and lets out like the craziest fucking yell oh. it just gets like like full it's just like a full frontal camera like shot of him like the, the, doing this double take where he like looks at his knee and then he looks up at debbie it's so funny i, I do have to say that, that it i i do like I mean, I like Kim Coates' performance in the movie. I, I like for what it is, and when he gets all you know possessed and like demonified, like it's it, it is a little fun, not enough fun to save this movie, unfortunately. I but, mean, like, the, there's some the best okay part. Stuff. The movie is good when he walks out of the confessional in the basement with the revolver and just because <laughs> goes full like brute. You're like, all right, now we've got a movie. Yeah, but I'm just completely glazed over by the time this thing starts kicking into gear, and I'm like... It's way too little, way too late, man. Like, it's... I'd had enough, I'm so bored out of my mind. And we didn't even talk about, like, Miss Moriarty, which is, like, a funny character, but, like, again, she, like, is not enough to, to save this movie. No. Yeah, she just shows up, starts being weird... Well, she's Not the one who like enough. discovered the priest at the beginning, right after he Correct. was killed. When she worked there or something, she's the housekeeper. Yeah. So right in the beginning, sort of like... she's just like, "I caught a damn rat." <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, she's been sort of like monitoring the situation the whole time, and you know, she's kind of like the harbinger type character, yeah. you know. So she's around, she's saying cryptic things and everyone's like oh miss moriarty's crazy there's like a funny scene where they go to a bar and miss moriarty is just like getting wasted she like she buys told them the, the name of the bar too she goes yeah saturday night shindig night 
Gotta go down there. <laughs> down to Doherty's. But, and then they go. But, I mean, I, I, I really, honestly, this movie is not worth it. I, I'm all about bad, bad horror movies, but this is bad dull like it's not it's there's it's no fun to watch no it's just boring yuppies like trying to get back to the city so they can score some blow like that's i you could make a movie that's interesting like of them just like sweating it out being like you think anybody in this town's holding (laughs) you could you could make a good movie about that this was not it no far from it i was like but yeah, it's just a. I'd have to say, so far, I think all of the movies we've covered are at least worth like putting on if you got like a group of people over and you're like, yeah, fucking, they're at least worth some, digestible. Some drinks like, the, or whatever. The, these are just this last one. This Amityville curse is just not even worth putting on. I really didn't care about it at all. Like at um, at all. I actively wanted to escape it. I was really, I was really hoping it would end, but I also was like, well, and then I have to watch the next one, and I don't know what that's gonna be like. And listeners should know, coming from me, I'm usually the one who's, I, I give thumbs ups to almost anything. So if I'm telling you guys that I was like trying to look for, I was, it was like I was in an escape room that, that I couldn't get out of. You know, it's like I, I, I just like, and it's not like wanted to it's leave. It's not like this movie. I needed for the full hour to be. It's not up. like this movie or any of the other ones give you really any continuity throughout. So like, if you are planning to watch any of no, these, you're good. You can skip, skip this it. one. You're you're missing nothing. Skip this one. Oh, absolutely Honestly, nothing. Unless you liked seeing house flippers in terror. <laughs> No, f- four and six would be a great double feature. Skip curse altogether. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, like I, dude, I like I like bad stuff if it's fun too. Like I'm a bit, I love what's it, Herschel yeah. Gordon Lewis, you know, when like Blood Feast is a riot. But <laughs> Joseph um, Gordon Levitt, no, <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Not JGL. <laughs> no, God, no. Don John? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, uh, I forgot about Don John. No, dude, Hesher. <laughs> Robin? Ugh. I'm waiting for that guy to go down. <laughs> Something will get him. Dude, I'm holding uh, out. I'm, I'm, I'm usually right on people in the long run. Just you wait and see. I'm saying it we'll here start now. A pool for it. He's going down. <laughs> What do you say? This is my uh, uh, the big short. <laughs> it's me. I'm like, no, nah, dude, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Trust my money me. Right here. What do you think, boys? Um, it it's about time. It's it's, it's about, about time. time. It's about time. I'm gonna fucking this is the one. Myself. This is <laughs> this is the one we've really been waiting for. This is the like coup de gras of Amityville movies at the moment. Amityville this, six. This goes full on. It's just. They leave all conventions in the past. I am going to try to stop making accidental time puns. It's You impossible. won't be able to. Damn it. Um, so we have, this is it. This is Amityville, 1992. It's about time. 95 minutes. Directed by Tony Randall. Uh, written by again John G. Jones because this is the uh, this is another short story that this movie was based off of. Uh, also written by Christopher DeFaria and Antonio Toro, starring uh, Stephen Macht, uh, 
Sean Weatherly, uh, Megan Ward, Damon Martin. Uh, some funny things. So this movie was shot in 25 days. You know, I don't want to, I'm not looking for, I'm, I'm not trying to bring criticism upon um, anything by saying this, but Clerks 3 was shot in 22 days. And there's a lot of movies, especially low budget, like genre movies that will get made mm-hmm. in, you know, like a calendar month, but like a work, you know, 25 shooting days sure especially if it's only 90 minutes and it's i mean this is this is the this is if you're a, like just you're trying to get a movie made this is what you make this is what you write yep this is it's like <laughs> exactly. almost almost entirely it's like one location and even better if it's all like just interiors just build the sets and you're done <clears throat> and you can shoot it yep. real fucking quick and you can get like you know, maybe some names that used to be somebody or like basically nobody. Well, you know what? The funny thing about this is you're you're right, uh, because I think if they had not shot it in 25 days and maybe given like another one or two passes on the script, some of the like things that make no sense here could have could have been like cut out and we would have had a little bit of a tighter movie. They could have been could have gone on to be like a mo- like a little cult hit if it was an 80 minute movie it might have been better yeah there's just there's just a couple things that just don't they just really didn't, they didn't tie in. as much of the dead ends around yeah um another uh some fun some other fun trivia is the set designer um like specifically like built this house to be as like confusing as like and unappealing as possible oh it works despite the fact that an architect built it yeah it, it's very <laughs> evident because every- which is like I, it, but it, I watching this, I believed it. I was like, oh, I, I, this kind of house exists in movies, though, like from this time mm-hmm. period where you're like, it's, it looks like it's so tacky, even in its own time. And mm-hmm. like, there's parts of it where you're like, well, that's like, was this like built in the late 70s and then someone did some fucked facelift <laughs> to it? <laughs> Um, and the only other fun uh, trivia I have for this is that <laughs> they pulled a uh, Breaking Bad in this where they the, the scene where they do the overflowing bathtub part, um, they were advised not to do it in that actual house, but they did it anyway, and the uh, bathroom floor caved in and the tub fell to the, from the, <laughs> floor to the first floor. <laughs> <Holy> fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny Wait. as fuck. They're like, hey, don't do it. Cause it's gonna happen. They're like, okay, hey guys, let's so do it. So they shot that bathroom on location. That's yes. fantastic. Oh my god. <laughs> I I, I I'm ruined, dude. I just I just bathroom. I just went there. I was I was in my mind just on that set while that conversation was happening, <laughs> where they're like, we should just flood it here, and the special effects guys are going, are you sure? Yeah, like, it's probably not the best idea. The best, uh, <laughs> at most, like we just when you say cut, we'll come in with the shop vacs and get it. But like, there's gonna be standing water here. Then you got the locations guys going like, we're gonna leave. We're walking off right now. This is ridiculous. And then someone just <laughs> going, no, we come on, guy. We need to shoot. Let's go. We need to shoot. <laughs> and that is probably exactly what happened. No, I know, dude. I I, I literally <laughs> just went there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm being sent. I've been there. Why are my clocks so loud? 
I yeah, I I can I can see it all happening right now. But yeah, so that's the, that that's probably the funniest one. Um, but yeah, so this Amityville movie uh, begins with uh, Stephen Mock's character Jacob Sterling. He is a fairly well-off architect returning home from a business trip uh, to his family, uh, his uh, teenage son and daughter, who are being babysat by his ex-mistress, uh, I have to assume that Ex- she was, I think she's just ex-girlfriend. The wife is dead. I don't, I think you guys are being a little uh, uh, hopeful here. I think she was, like, definitely his mistress, maybe then his girlfriend, and then they split up. But, like, they, <laughs> this guy was already divorced. Like, uh, like there's no way. No, she, the wife is wasn't dead. His mistress. Is she dead? Yeah, because yeah, there's she a scene where it. she's, like, she mentions it, like, pretty early on where she, that he's, like, well, how are the kids? And she's, like, well, you know, they they want their mother. I'm not her. It's, can't compete with a dead woman, which I was like, that's a bit fucking... Oh, I didn't hear that part. I just assumed that they were split up and, like, <laughs> like the, the mom just wasn't, in, like, wasn't around. <laughs> Come on, dude. In, Honestly, in I 92, like that way. You think I prefer there's a dad it way getting better. full-time custody? <laughs> After Miss Doubtfire? Maybe. I don't know. When did Miss Doubtfire come Definitely out? not after Miss Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? You don't think Miss Doubtfire was pro uh, father custody? I think it was pro dad, <laughs> but not pro dad custody. No. I think it was a very good case against dad custody. <laughs> I tell you what, that movie made me like really not like Sally Field for most of my life. I know, right? Is really it, why is she being mean to Robin Williams? Way. She better stop. How being dare mean she? To Robin How dare she? He just like as a kid, I was like, he just wants to see his kids. I, me too. I had a very yeah. I, I gotta give it a rewatch. I have a very skewed opinion of that movie. Well, let's 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 bring it on back to 1992. Uh, Dad yeah, comes yeah, home let's, from let's a long trip, uh, work trip, and uh, he's got the perfect piece that they need for their living room. He's he's got. Because it's what we've been waiting for. Right? It's what the living room's been. This needing. is such a this he this is such a modern house, and he brings back what he claims is the perfect. This is what we needed to finish the house, and it is the oldest, dumbest looking clock I've ever seen. It's one of the worst MacGuffins it, I've ever seen in a movie. It's like a clock you would buy from, like, a, you know, like a 45-year-old woman at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> I don't even think it looked like a Renaissance clock. It just looked like a fucking clock that... It had... It's like, oh, It had, like, the... weird medieval paintings of, like, the sun and the moon on it. Yeah, but that's, like, <laughs> like just the motif it... on clocks. That didn't, like, freak me out until I saw, the, until they put a close-up of the sun, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the <laughs> devil. Okay. It's an Etsy clock, for sure, that's all. This one follows uh, this family uh, as they uh, are, I guess, dealing with the, the, the father, who is Jacob Sterling, he gets bit by a dog, by a ghost he dog. By a he dog. gets mauled by a ghost dog at the beginning. But this guy gets fucked up by this dog. Oh, I've never seen <laughs> like, a dog attack in a so movie bad. this brutal. 
like I've seen so many videos and so many episodes of like cops or their German shepherds shred someone and they're never that fucked up from the like this. This is crazy. No, this guy's entire yeah, fucking leg, uh, like top and bottom of his leg are just fucking chewed to fucking cheese bits. They're shredded. The scene leads yeah. you to believe it's going to be a werewolf movie. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He like, cause he has a little bit of a like chat. He's going out for his like daily jog. Oh, for his like, bullshit I, just, I just fucked my <laughs> I fucked my babysitter. I'm a big time architect. Let me just go out. I'm in my tracksuit. You know, nothing could go wrong today. And he like decides to run like out to like the middle of like this in, like fucking industrial complex <laughs> and back uh, and he gets to this gate. And he's like, "Up, oh, well, time to turn around." And like, he's at like a dead end. Yeah, yeah. and like old old lady Jenkins and her fucking German Shepherd are like ominously like right behind him. Her German Shepherd named Peaches. Peaches named Pe- and he, oh, hey Peaches. I uh, hope you. He he like pulls his collar like, ey, ey, hope you're uh, doing okay today, Peaches. Uh, and then she fucking lets that guy go, and he like t- starts tearing him apart. She, she uh, just and then cut, with like, the coldest look I've ever seen. Just lets go yeah. of the leash, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, and the lady who plays uh, Mrs. Mrs. Tetman, who owns pizzas, she's uh, one of Macaulay Culkin's aunts in Home Alone. Uh, that, that's her connection to uh, the broader There's cinematic so world. So many in that movie there's so many. oh yeah well she's one of them so much family in that movie um and then so after he gets mauled by the dog we immediately cut to the hospital where his uh ex-girlfriend slash nanny who he just fucked the night before we'll just call her by her character's name andrea <laughs> yeah andrea <laughs> andrea's a, there she's got too many titles she's also an art student uh yes apparently um and she is there to pick him up. And the doctor, she's like, how is he? And the doctor's like, yeah, he's fine. And I'm like, 10 minutes later, we're going to find out he's Far not fine. fine. This guy's leg, this guy's leg is fucking pulled pork right now. <laughs> You're telling me this guy's going to be okay? Well, the doctors can't tell that he was bit by a demonic apparition. They just sort like, But they can tell that his leg should have been amputated. <laughs> well, it, he should have been on... He should have stayed overnight at the hospital. I oh, think that wasn't like, that's a, that's not an in out injury. That's like, oh, you lost a lot of blood. Actually, we're gonna like <laughs> we we want you to just just you're not walking out. Just of hang out and enjoy this new blood. Just hang out here. You're you're renting a wheelchair. All right, that's you're you're rolling <laughs> for the next. Oh, week. totally. But the uh, it, it, the story kind of revolves around him being laid up in bed because of this dog bite. And him needing mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend, Andrea, to stay, uh, like, a little bit longer to take care of the kids in the house for him while he's recovering. Yeah, which she doesn't really want to do. No. Also, the kids <laughs> because she's so currently dating like someone else. It seems. Yeah, they're adults. They're, they're, they're in high school. I, I, they're in high school. I mean, obviously, the, like, actors are full adults. Um, but I was like, I think they should have casted Andrea as someone, like... That was closer in age to the father because she's too mm. close in age to the daughter, the daughter. that like a first couple scenes because you don't get much from the daughter early on in this movie so i kind of then they you get show a lot the daughter later. and you're like oh is that her and i was like oh no it's still andrea uh so 
pretty much right off the bat, uh, the the clock is making itself ticking. particularly <laughs> ominous. It's ticking loud as fuck. It pops a little like drill with like claw fingers out of the back of it and it like drills itself into the wall when no one's looking and like that's how it essentially downloads the ghost back into the house like well it just makes it like all right i'm here you're not getting rid of I, me because the someone yeah. tries to pull it off at some point the daughter early on just because she's like this is fucking loud and then and ugly and she can't <laughs> she's trying so to pull a peggy up. yeah i guess the um, the the, the appliance ghosts learn like over time that the uh after yeah okay all right so we can get into a lamp and we can go out to the west coast yeah god fuck we got thrown out a window you guys we get into appliance (laughs) fucking plant yourself so they can't get rid of you yeah just lock yourself right into the wall (laughs) you don't want to get thrown don't get thrown yeah just mount yourself right on in there like a a real heavy brick (laughs) You have to find a support beam. Yes. Find a stud in the wall. You want to get into something (laughs) load-bearing. But just really, just really grab yourself in there. The Amityville barnacle. The clock kind of does a lot of weird shit, obviously, with time. The title is about time. But it's not like time travel. It's sort of. It yeah, it's in like, a Tibetan sense of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind <laughs> of, but it's not. Um, because the first, what is the f- the first bit of time nonsense we see is so the clock has been sort of established in the house. The dad is resting in his fucking uh gigantic bed. Uh, that becomes more and more filled with food as the movie goes on, which is very funny. You know, I um, thought that was like a good way to show like he's given up, like. I yeah, saw it and I yeah. was like, oh, okay. So it's like a scene where he's got like seven pancake plates just like, and yeah, he's, he's dead asleep. And his there. bandage just gets shittier and shittier. Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. But the um, the the first scene we really get is where like the son gets like disturbed from sleep or something, right? And he goes downstairs to, <laughs> I don't know, do something. And he goes to like turn on the light to the kitchen and it's like, at first, it's the kitchen, but then he turns on the light, and it's now all of a sudden like a medieval dungeon. Yeah, it's the medieval times in Rutherford, New right. Jersey. But, <laughs> but like Eric pointed out, to, me and Eric both noticed it immediately. The perspective of the room is completely different. <laughs> like, it, yeah, oh like, yeah, they just chroma key and filled. <laughs> I. <laughs> It's like it's like one like one shot the room is going like down to the left and the next shot the room's like sloping up to the right. Like, oh, it's, it's painful. Like yeah, dude, this one fucked up. This one felt so much to me like the fucking the eighties X Files reboot. I think it was eighties nineties. Oh yeah. Because like all of those were it was just goofy like that. Not X Files. Um, or the uh, uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Twilight Zone. Um, it was just so, like so fucking bad it was just poorly done and it was all done on like just videotape so it just looked yeah. like like shit and it's funny because like the rest of the like the rest of the practical effects in this movie look pretty fucking good yeah i think so it's just this one part of the movie where they were like they couldn't be bothered to even 
line things up a little bit, you know, it just, it really made me laugh. <laughs> but we're getting a lot of lost time where, you know, like you'll walk into a room and then walk out of the room and you'll be hours ahead and, you know, it'll feel like nothing ever happened. The, the sun goes through that and he seems to be kind of discovering like all of the weird shit going on, like really early and he's the one who's trying to convince everyone else that, like, hey, there's something in the house. There's something evil in the house. And everyone thinks he's just some fucking punk, you know, 90s kid. So no one listens to him right. at all. He really is the, it, he really is the main character. Yeah, I thought so. And then they pulled that out from under us at the end. Yeah, but he should be. Like, he, he really is the one who is experiencing things and, and realizing what's going on. Everybody else is very oblivious. Uh, in, in denial, yeah, no, he's, to he's, not even not even in denial, just completely oblivious. He's who this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark is about. Yes. Yeah, you're right. That's what. The, well, he feels also like those has such like, like, a, like just '90s shows like that. This is this one definitely feels like Are You Afraid of the Dark, like to a T. Like it has the same sort of like, yeah, like it has the same feel. The kid. If I was a kid, everything's a little odd. There's the spooky lady across the street, Iris Wheeler. Yeah. yeah, that's his best buddy. It's so funny. They make this kid out to be like, oh, yeah, he's like a 90s, like, rocking punk kid. He's skipping school to go play chess oh, right with his elderly neighbors. Right before he leaves school, though, his friend hands it. His, his sister's walking up, and she goes, you going to class? He goes, yeah. Tomorrow. And goes to Tomorrow. leave. Tomorrow. And then his friend goes to hand him his hair. He goes, Nah, I quit again. Because <laughs> like, I, um, my neighbor, my neighbor that I play chess with didn't like it. You know, is probably what he would have said. She probably smoked yeah. films with her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's an American spirit. She lady gave him her. his first cigarette, likely. But like, so yeah, he goes. He's skipping school, and they, yeah, they. You're right, Eric. They paint him out to be this like this vandal this like punk kid like he's just like a good for nothing he's causing all these problems but all he does he does like this whole movie he doesn't do anything wrong except just like dress in black like no he, he got like, west they, memphis they, freed oh yeah by this yeah. movie oh, yeah. like they're just like especially yeah. when the cops yeah, because, show up and are in his face like well just talk to your friends what are they gonna say and he goes i don't you know and like he's so reasonable he's like i didn't say they didn't do it I said they wouldn't. He goes, I cannot, I don't know what they did yesterday, but I, I am right. fairly certain they didn't do this. Like, well, we'll just have a chat with them and maybe they'll hang you out to dry. And you're like, oh, wow, wait, they got real cops to play. I don't think they will. <laughs> yeah. And also like, there's like the, e even like the more innocuous parts, like they have like, you know, in any other movie where you wanted to convince us this like punk kid was like an asshole, he'd be like fucking playing his like, uh, electric guitar, loud as shit for the whole neighborhood to hear. But he plays it. He's just like has it, his headphones hooked up to his amp. He's quiet in his room. Just he's not bothering anybody ever in this movie. It's but not, everyone like, gives him constant shit. Before the dad starts getting possessed, like the dad isn't even like, uh, "What are you dressing like that for?" He makes a joke like, "My bright and cheerful son," or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. 
right when he, he comes being, home. He makes a joke and he like kind of smiles about it and it doesn't seem like they have like a particularly strained relationship or something. No, it all seems pretty healthy for the most part, which is kind of sad for the events of the movie, but, but uh This is by far the most functioning version of a, of an Amityville family we've seen yet. And a divorced or, or like a or a uh, like broken family, you know, where, like they got a dead mom. Usually, they would be everyone would be so tortured. Yeah, right. Yeah, they mostly. <laughs> but everyone's kind of like, just doing all right. It, it seems like the daughter has an issue with the girlfriend. That's what they kind of imply. A couple of things are said where it's like, well, you know, what's the daughter's name? Lisa. Lisa's kind of. You know, she doesn't they, like me. They imply it, but honestly, before she gets possessed, they seem like they get they along seem fine. fine. And then once she gets possessed, the, you know, the daughter does turn into, like, a little bit of a turbo bitch. But, like, you know. She becomes, she gets, because she gets possessed by a fucking sex demon. An absolute sex pest demon. But I will say when, when she, like, is dressed up in however the fuck she wants to be dressed. And then, you know, Andrea starts giving her shit and is like, uh, I don't want you going out like that. And it's like. Not only are you not her mother, you're her father's ex-girlfriend. Like, you have you're no... You're just the babysitter. You're just an adult <laughs> that they know. You have no say. When she was like, uh, you're not my mother, and she kind of hurt hey. Andrea, I was like, yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're stepping way out of line, talent, like, at any point. True. And this is not like, a modern but- perspective of, like, anyone can dress however they want, you know? It's not even that. It's just like get the fuck back. Yeah, but honestly, that made this movie have some of the more interesting like dynamics of any of the characters from all six of these movies so yeah. far. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, so like the, we uh, basically like you know we get the scenes with uh with what's his name Rusty is the son. Rusty like it, it is friends with this neighbor who's like the, this elder woman who he plays chess with when he's skipping school. Um, and so we kind of get like the daily lives of like, you know, the, these three. So we get the sons like playing hooky and playing chess, the daughter, I don't even know what she's doing for most of the movie. Um, and Andrea is trying to balance, like watching these kids taking care of this guy's fucked up leg. And she also has like this boyfriend, right. That she's like (laughs) trying to be like, uh, yeah, we can. (laughs) <laughs> we could like go out on a date or something soon, Doctor Leonard. Point where like there's, I I, I hated that guy. <laughs> yeah, because she what she ends up doing is inviting him over, and I thought this was the whatever the dynamics of this whole relationship with everybody is like. What a weird move to like be taking care of your ex boyfriend slash employer, watching his children. And then you invite your boyfriend over to just have a full-on romantic date with. Yeah. Like, couldn't you have just postponed for a week? Like, is this guy that, like, needy that, like, he, you couldn't just say, like, I'll see you next week? I find him to also be an absolute fucking just past of a character. (laughs) I thought he was so, like, he's detestable, but I found him to be one of the best Amityville characters I've seen so far. I thought he was so funny. Me and Matt were talking about it when we were watching it. He's giving, like, a Nick Cage-level performance as this character character he is fucking throwing Seriously. it all at the wall as hard as he can <laughs> oh, he was playing adam goldberg he, he does that nick cage he does that nick cage thing where he starts to oh what do i what do i do this and what do i mean to do that and 
doing that? You know, he like does this weird like like tenor with his voice where he's like he it's really like really into himself for for his performance and i was like i was just loving it i i just thought i was like okay so they took they just wrote every neurotic uh psychiatrist <laughs> guy like what was he doing oh he's just he's uh analyzing everyone yeah he's psychoanalyzing everything he's, he's, everyone else has a problem but he's clearly the most neurotic man that's ever walked the earth next to fucking woody allen <laughs> Like it goes, it goes a Woody Allen character, and then fucking Doctor Leonard, and he's just—they yep. show that he's a psychiatrist and not a real doctor by making him wear a sweater with a blazer. <laughs> that's it. That's—I mean—that's it. And like he's like he's sort of an intellectual. He's a thinker guy. He's got his glasses and his beard. But yeah, so there's even a scene. So they have their date, which is comprised mostly of just talking about how she should not be involved with um Do- uh, jacob sterling anymore you know this guy's fucking like laid a- up it's not like she's like he's, up there he's, but he's, he's not like dying he's he's clearly like not doing well and he's like yo you shouldn't be seeing him like uh, it's like they're not seeing each other they're like yeah, he tries to imply sh- that like she's trapped in this like uh, abusive coat toxic yeah, relationship codependent relationship and that he, she needs to run away as fast as she can and she's like this is this was my home like this used to be my family like i can't just abandon these people in the time of need and uh it, <laughs> he just gets taken for a fucking ride by this clock ghost Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, because he goes down after he fucks her because he, like, goes in and he's, like, mad at her. And then she's like, are, are you really that mad at me? And he's like, I guess not if I get to fuck you right now. And then, like, post-fuck scene, he goes down, like, in his boxers to eat this guy's ice cream. He's going down for his post-coital snackies. Oh. In a robe, get in a piece of pie in the microwave with some ice cream, and I was kind of like, "Well, Rude. you're kind of a scumbag." Okay. Yeah, it was such a sleazy uh, move. You're in this other guy's house. I mean, granted, I was like, "This seems to be a fairly like I don't know how Andrea feels." It's like she doesn't state like, "Well, I'm just an open person." She does. Fuck the uh, architect guy. She fucks Jacob. True. We and do get beginning. our first yeah. consensual sex scene. In one of these movies? Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Not only do we get our first consensual sex scene, but we also get our second incestual sex scene in this movie. Almost. 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 They try. They try. They try. He gets out of it by breaking the laws of electricity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to that one. But yeah, so like we get another time dilation sort of uh, encounter when this kid guy with the Dr. Leonard goes to fucking eat this man who's dying upstairs, eat his pie and ice cream after fucking his ex-girlfriend and babysitter and like is just sitting there like he owns the fucking place. Uh, and then suddenly, uh, like it's like sudden, right? Where uh, Jacob like appears. Caught, like, yeah. All of a sudden yeah. he's there. Um, he's there and he's and like he's Jack like, Torrance levels of crazy. Like <laughs> he sits down and he's like, Hey man, yeah, but he's just like splinter cell. Yeah. He's like, I just, mask. I just wanted to, Sam Fisher. Yeah. he's got the fucking boop. Is chaos theory 
but he sits down with him and uh leonard's clearly thrown off right off the bat and he's like hey man just like didn't see you there well because he the last time he saw this guy or perhaps the only time was upstairs where the guy's using a uh brass t-square for a cane says nothing <laughs> and hobbles back to his bedroom and closes Dude, the this, door. Dude, this like magical t-square that like That is a like, plastic one painted this gr- movie. gold. I just want to know, like, it's plastic. It's like the fucking holy t-square. I've the, <laughs> it that that bothers up. the hell out of me. Of, like, trying to take this movie seriously, it bothered me, but like, as a B-movie, of course this is how it I, happened. I liked it because I liked the commitment to like, this guy's an architect so we're gonna find a weapon that is applicable to this guy's job. I know, but sometimes movies do that, and I'm like, it doesn't have to be like a video game. It it's does. like now you're on the water level, <laughs> so you're gonna use the water <laughs> level uh, weapons. Like now you have, you're gonna use an oar. Where it's like, if you're in the boathouse, you use an oar. But just because you're in the architect's house doesn't mean you have to use the drafting supplies as a weapon. <laughs> this is her keyblade. Shut the fuck up. Shut up right now. Did we not use a compass as a weapon in this movie? Yes, but later. But it is only bested by the the (laughs) T-square. And there's another tool you see on the wall that does not come down. Ah, we should have seen it. Maybe. Oh, dude, can we do it? Can we get like a 2024 sequel to this movie and just tie it in directly? You know, it's all about time, right? Yeah, but if they use the T-square of the... uh, it starts becoming like masonic if you start using like too many of those drafting tools like oh there's the oh, bob and the, oh, and the angle uh oh <laughs> it's about time and satanic control of time going back to the french revolution yeah we gotta bring that part up <laughs> uh, it's about time that we talk about that we have the confrontation with Dr. Leonard and Jacob, but, like, right before... So, Jacob is, like, threatening Leonard with a gun while he's, like, trying to eat his fucking pie a la mode, and... Well, he's, like, fucking Charlie Day in, in the Christmas episode. He's like, did you fuck yeah. my... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, it's, you, it's did like, you, fucking... Did you fuck my like... ex-girlfriend in my house? <laughs> Are you going to fuck my daughter next? And he's like, no, man. No, why would I? No. <laughs> but And then, like, right as he fires the gun, like, time goes back to normal, right? So it, like, scares the absolute shit out of him. But then he stays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the dude stays because he's, he's, he's fucking He stays the night, drunk. but he's gone in the morning. Because yeah. remember the fucking uh, the kid whose name I don't remember because it doesn't matter. Uh, Rusty? Rusty, yeah. Um. Rusty's like, where's Leonard? And she's like, Andrea at breakfast is like, oh, you couldn't wait to get to work. And then <laughs> that's when Lisa comes in and she's dressed all fucking like, um, like it's the end of the movie Grease. And oh, yo, because because <laughs> when Rusty or when Leonard goes to sleep that night, we get the scene of. Because uh, the daughter is, like, sleeping on the couch for whatever reason. So she's in, like, direct oh, eye shot yeah. to the clock. And she has this crazy scene where she, like, wakes up and she's in this big flowy white nightgown. And she walks over to the mirror, like, the f- the full-length mirror that's just, like, in the living room. And she just, you like, she just, like, full-on... <laughs> 
like full on masturbate. She's like starts groping herself. Well, she she's looks like, at herself in the mirror and she kind of like pulls the nightgown back and is like, you know, observing her body through the nightgown. And then like her reflection moves separate from her. And you just fall through the looking glass. You can't have a horror movie without that. And then, uh, and then that's when like, you know, she starts kind of just hooking up with the uh, reflection. Just, yeah, she like she like fucks herself, her mirror self. Yeah, I all I could think at a certain point, I was like, oh, how do they film this? Whose hands are those? Because <laughs> her hands are in the shot, and the, her hands through the mirror in the shot, and I'm like, did they just have her stand in fondle her? Or worse, <laughs> did they have the actress fondle the stand in? Are there stunt boobs involved? <laughs> I was like, this is this is why there's uh, this is now, 90, this is ninety two. There's no way there were stunt boobs. No, there wasn't intimacy coordinators on sets until the second season of The Deuce. Jesus Christ. Yes, that's who we were relying on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and he was busy a lot of the time. To be fair. He's never been on a Hollywood set. He was prepping for Y2K. (laughs) (laughs) He dropped her off when they have the when the hedge was on fire, and you hear him kind of. What's he say? She's like, gets like, I don't get a kiss goodnight. Yeah, he goes, oh, what? I don't get a kiss goodbye, and she goes, uh, I think my house is on fire. Seriously, dude. She, like, have we, did we see this boyfriend of hers, like, previously at all? Yeah. But uh, she ends up uh, inviting him over to the house later on and luring him down to the basement where uh, (laughs) her dad's got one of these, like, uh, diorama set things for his, like, uh, I guess, architecture. That's just his train set. But the whole movie, he has been, he had, like, a, because he's like a neighborhood planner. So he's been replacing all of the houses in his little neighborhood diorama that he'd been working on with Amityville houses, which I thought was really funny. Well, that's a reveal that I thought was awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that that worked so well in this movie. Yeah, I, thought I, that I was really great. liked that. I, I thought that was fantastic. Because like- It's gotta be bigger. He's like- yeah. When he walks in, he says they're they're they want they you know they're going they're, yeah. they're taking our firm or like get, our firm's getting contracted and they want <laughs> something a bit more timely because I don't know what that's supposed to mean in tract housing, right? Uh, but yeah, she goes down to the basement with her boyfriend. She's like even more naked now than she was already uh and she's like laying on top of the train set and the boyfriend's like "Ooh, i get to finally have sex and he goes he like he does (laughs) yeah he's he turns into a cartoon wolf he's like oh yeah (laughs) he's like finally i can't take it anymore (laughs) he runs in to the fucking basement and, and just like uh like face first into like a pile of like fucking demon quicksand. What is that? He says something like, "Oh, what did I step It's so funny. Drink? It's it, it's like the black goo from fucking under the skin. He just like starts melting into it and he just like melts away <laughs> into nothing. He, he, he gets to he's like knee deep. He goes, 
Oh, it burns! <laughs> and she's just laughing at it. It burns! Him. Help me! And she goes, never mind. <laughs> and he goes, help me, you bitch! But yeah, there's a really good practical effect where he's like a blob on the floor and he's like totally like melting away and like his face is getting all gross. And it just kind of right into the drain. Because he's just staring up. I guess the back of his skull is already dissolved, so his face smears, flattens out, and he's like, whoa! And then he comes through the drain and Leonard's back. It's like the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, the, the, uh, the, what do they call it in that one? The, uh... The dip. Yeah, he gets dipped hard. He does get dipped. Oh, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, and he does. And this is where the, is this where the bathtub scene shows up where they broke the whole fucking set? (laughs) So the, the Leonard is upstairs, like drawing himself a bath. And, uh, all of a sudden we get, you know, black goo coming out of the fucking faucet. And he's like, he's like leaning back in the tub and he goes to rub his face and he rubs the goo like all over himself thinking it's water and it's like it's so thick and clumpy oh it's nasty and then the boyfriend's hand shoots up out of the water and scares the shit out of him well he gets he gets out of the water i thought this was a good like bait and switch of a fucking scene actually like they i was like all right you did it definitely because like he gets out of the water he's all freaked out and then, like, he's, like, trying to open the door and it won't open. And he, yeah. he realizes on his hand it's just water. And he looks at it. And then he goes and, like, goes to creep back towards the tub and sees that it's water. And that's when the boyfriend, who's, like, all cut up, like, then jumps out and, like, fucking grabs him. And then that's when Lisa finds him and he's all freaked out. And he's got a whole, like, I know what I saw. I know what I saw! <laughs> and that's when he goes back to the, uh, that's, it's that morning. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, because he leaves to go to work <laughs> and then he comes back the next night. When is the part where we, with, with like the stork car and. Oh, the, okay. Um, so we got to talk about. Day. Yeah, we got to talk about the, the mystical old lady. Yeah, so Iris is, uh. I guess uh, a neighbor uh, who is friends with the son, Rusty. Rusty, and she's trying to kind of help Rusty work through this like weird thing that he's dealing with at the house. Cause he's like, yeah, like something's going on over there. Like something's fucking weird. I like saw this weird room. So she's like, I guess some kind of old witch or something. She's, she's just got like all these. Well, she was like, yeah, I saw the evil too. Cause in the beginning of the movie, you see, she's right behind the dad's cab when it pulls up from the airport. In the yeah. And, and she's yeah. like trying to coax as much details out of Rusty as she can. So she can kind of like peruse her library of mystical books and shit and try and figure out the cause of what's going on i don't know what gives her the authority or like the the confidence or or the the resume well i'll get into it i'll get into it later what i thought it was gonna be you were there yeah but we'll we'll wait until later so she is walking across the street and the street just kind of props open a little bit and like grabs onto her cane. And so she's stuck in the middle of the road and she can't get out of the street and she can't wiggle the thing out. And there's a guy delivering 
was laundry or diapers? diapers. It's a diaper, diaper delivery. Yeah. A diaper delivery guy. Yeah. And there's this big goofy fucking bird on the top of his truck, as it as if he's like some kind of ice cream man. And uh, it's a stork. Yeah. It, it was they that truck left an episode of Rocco's Modern Life <laughs> <laughs> and drove right into this movie. Right, it's like Dale's dead bugs from fucking King of the Hill. Yeah, and entered the real and entered the real world. Like, where have you ever seen just a bunch of dangly shit on the top of a truck like that? So she's like trying to like pull the cane out of the middle of the road, and this truck just like shifts into gear and starts bearing down on her, and then it goes into slow mo as the driver realizes what's happening and turns around and is like stop the truck yes, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she sees the truck coming and she's just like oh fuck it and jumps behind like a brick mailbox and the mailbox stops the truck and she is like oh thank god I survived and the fucking driver comes running over and he's like oh my god are you okay and she's like I'll be all right. It's just like she goes. Just, just leave, me leave me here. <laughs> and the stork, the stork has this super pointy like bird beak nose on it, and it's rocking back and forth and like wedge like looses itself from the top of the truck and goes careening down into her chest and impales her, and she like oh, dies immediately. So for it to happen too. <laughs> I know she's laying there watching this whole fucking thing happen. Too. I was it's like, wild. she should know better. She's the spooky old lady. She knows because this is after she like kind of figured out. Like they tell you like who's possessing it way earlier. Like two right because she gives us context into what the so so the so Rusty explains. She breaks it down about the room. Right, yeah. Rusty explains the room that he saw, and she goes. Oh, from your very basic description of a generic medieval dungeon, I know exactly that this is the torture room of Gilderay, who is like the basis of the Bluebeard stories. So this house is being possessed by the spirit of this old fucking like French warlord. And this never comes up again. Yeah, he's a famous historical child murderer. Dude, I almost... There's no way we could possibly explain the fullness. Like, we can't do Gilles de Ray right now. But it just... it To uh, bring in such an absurd historical bad guy, when also they had already included, like, John Ketchum in the first one... Uh-huh. That's how they like were like, okay, historical bad guy, and that's, you know, who's behind all of this. Also, you could have used any of the other like you could have used any of the other murderers from the other movies too, but no, we're gonna <laughs> You have a middle aged evil yeah. possessing your house. <laughs> you have medieval. Like that's what's in your house. It's medieval. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and they're like, it's an old evil, but it's not ancient. That's what I think is funny about this this series. Like, 
It's not, uh, it's not something... Medieval. Medieval. Yeah, you, you have a Renaissance evil or, like, you know, Age of Exploration evil. Yeah. But I, I almost thought I threw a fit when she said Jean. I know. I When I, I like, watched it the, the first time by myself, I was, like, jaw on the floor. I jumped out of my bed. I was like, what? Yeah, it took me, like, a hot second, and I did, like, a double take. Like, five minutes after that scene, I went, wait a minute. Is she talking about fucking Bluebeard, Eric? <laughs> yeah, it, it blew me away. Uh, and so the the idea is that the clock was in Gilles DeRay's... <laughs> this movie was cruising down towards the ramp, and then, like, I didn't know that the shark yeah. that they were going to yeah. jump it was th- going to be this big. Yeah, you go like it, it sets you up that like as far as like getting ready for to jump the shark, I knew it was going to happen. It was like watching like uh, an old tape of like Evil Knievel. I'm like, there's a huge ramp right there. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen, and but instead they're like, oh shit, he's gonna jump all those buses. Yeah, they 360 heel flip this movie over the shark. And uh, so the, the idea is that this clock was in Gilles Duray's, like, torture room where he would sacrifice babies and shit. Also, I'm almost positive that this, this this technology of clock did not exist when Gilles Duray was alive. <laughs> I, I want to, uh, you know, I was trying to think that too. I was like, well, when did they? I was like, no, they had fucking... <laughs> <laughs> no, they will. I don't. We still they, don't have. They, that. they didn't have clocks that drilled themselves into <laughs> your mantle. Do you remember that whole episode of that weird show that you used to watch? That where there's a whole like lore of the guy that goes and fixes the clock tower only to be killed by the clock tower, and they say it's all these like old cage gears. They had those. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about uh, the Great Mouse Detective? <laughs> 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 we do not have great mouse detective time on our hands. I, you know what? I could talk about that for quite so, some time. Uh, we get some other weird pranks from the clock where, like, he lights a shrub on fire in the neighbor's yard. He spray paints a giant swastika on one of the neighbor's garage doors. Oh, yeah. And they try to blame it on the song. No, no. But that was like, that felt like in the second one when they um when they wrote a uh, pig on the wall and i was like oh they're just doing like a like a fucking thing kind of like um they're just trying to like quote manson yeah and make because people are going oh spooky man yes this is like they put a swastika on the wall and he was just going just to be like like i don't know if that's the movie like the movie the people that made the movie like what would be a really fucking scary evil thing? Like, well, the Nazis, they're fucking scary and evil, and the, it's the 90s now. And I remember back so when we were afraid that of those guys. Those <laughs> that's what a bad kid, and that's scary. But it's also like, is it the monster, the like, the demon possession thing? Is it like, is that thing aware enough of the world to go, this will get the kid in trouble? Yeah, right? It was like, I've read the room, and I know that this is going to get right? the kid in trouble. <laughs> Yo, the demons, demons totally do that. They they're, they know exactly what'll get somebody in trouble. They're aware. They just, they're fucking awful tricksters that just get you fucking in trouble for shit you didn't do. And you're like, what the fuck? Yo, that demon thought that would have been the, f- th- that demon was laughing the whole time. He was like, yo, the swast is going to get this kid in so much trouble. All right. So just to go back, I'm, I, this, you, you did watch this show with me, Eric. It was 
lore on Amazon Prime, there's a whole episode about the prog clock. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about when I was, like, young. This was, like, no, no, five no, no, years no. ago. Like yeah, yeah. It's a good series. A couple years ago. So it wasn't five the years ago. Wasn't the yeah, best, we watched, like, that entire season in a day. But we... We uh we, we kind of get to a point where things are starting to add up for our uh main character uh Andrea and she's starting to come around to the idea that yeah maybe there is like a dangerous evil in the house and maybe Rusty's onto something so she goes to him and she's like hey like what do we do like what there's something going on in this house and he's like yeah I've been fucking saying it for an hour and a half now like. <laughs> Duh. So, through a bunch of time fuckery, we go, you know, we got old Andrea, new Andrea, we got a fucking fight with uh, Jacob's character, he gets up out of bed and he's a fucking raving lunatic. Oh, yeah, no, he becomes a werewolf, but not really, yeah. but like, yeah, you know. His fucking wound is so gross it, by the end of this thing, man. Oh, dude, it's just like yeah. cheese sloughing off his leg. It's taken over it's his whole body. one of the grossest body. things I've seen in a while in a, in, with, yeah, pra- with practical effects. I was like... It was good. Yuck. It was good stuff. Um, the the sister tries to seduce the brother. Um, You're just you dying know, to like, bring uh, that freaking, up, man. You're just hey, it's, it's a staple of the franchise, clearly. <laughs> It's important. It's happened two and she, times but in I'm, six what's movies more now. I, what, what's more important as, is that she dies because it, while fighting off sister rape, he grabs his, like, uh, his, like, He's fucking... Bitch and guitar. Uh, guitar the cord, cord yeah. and, and sticks it into her mouth uh, and, 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 and like, electrocutes her to death. And I was like, well, I don't think that. <laughs> oh, That's not how it works at Of course. Like, I was like... Yeah, I was like, I don't think, uh, I don't think this works this way, man. But you know what? If she, you know, if you got her, you got her. Like, right? if he smashed her over the head with the guitar, like, or even like turned the amp up all the way and then smashed that on her head, you could maybe say there's some electricity. It still, still wouldn't even do any of this. Um, no, it wouldn't electrocute her. You just want to just. <laughs> just smash them. They're the all the only way people fucking react in this movie is when you smash something over the head. Um, but basically, there's like a bunch of confrontations here, and like Andrea and Rusty are like fighting off this whole like household demon possession by themselves. And then eventually we get the reveal, right? Because they decide, like, oh, the clock must be doing this, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the fucking clock's fault. And so they go to rip the clock out of the wall. And they don't even say that though. There is not like a moment they go the clock. No, they just kind of like agree, you know. <laughs> I, I uh, just discovered. And they this rip the, the clock out of the wall, and yeah, and somehow there's light coming from behind the plaster. As they rip it off, like is this when they pull apart the, all of like the plaster? Behind yeah, the wall, all of the drywall. And you find walls. out that the clock, the clock has grown. Yeah, it's grown demon gears that have been filling the walls of the house and, like, dilating time, you know? The whole house so, like, has become whole, a clock yeah, on the inside. you can't remove the clock yeah, from you the can't, house. right. Well, here's the thing. Before she turns old, and I had already made my prediction before this, and turns out I was very wrong because I put more thought into the movie than the writers did, um, but... After, like, they discover all this, like, clock nonsense and they're kind of, like, fighting off the dad, 
Um, the clock like hones in on Rusty and turns him into like a two-year-old. Oh, because he was like running to go get the clock, and then it just was like, let's yeah. reverse and so he you. Turned, right, and and so she goes, and then Andrea yells at the clock and is like. He gets to leave this house. <laughs> and then the clock's like, all right. And, and then just like lets him leave. Um, but so my my prediction, my prediction was that like over the course of the movie, they've built this relationship. I thought she was going to get turned into an old lady. But I thought the old lady she was going to get turned into was Mrs. Wheeler. Oh, and and, and the movie was going to send her back in time. <laughs> and she was like going to like have to meet him and the reason why mrs wheel and him were so close is because she was trying to save him you know like his like okay stop everyone stop <laughs> don't don't publish this podcast tm 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 write it you just wrote the next one that would have been that would have made that would have made the movie make sense like because otherwise the time shit in this movie is worthless it doesn't make it there's no reason for this movie to be about time if you're not going to be doing something like that uh, well they didn't <laughs> they didn't so, ipso because facto. she just turns into a different old lady and then smashes the clock and then it all she turns into the old lady from house moving castle what are you talking about <laughs> yeah essentially she flips like some sort of match type thing it's like a lighter match yeah i've seen oh, those and before it just blows up. and then but there's no like there's no fuel there's no gas that's like someone like let us know that like the gas has been letting is flowing and if there was a spark that'd be bad no there's none of that she just flicks it like a it's like a zippo she just flicks it's not a right. zippo i know what it is yeah. it's just hard to describe in an audio it's just medium. like a fire starter thing for your right. fireplace yeah Unless it was a right. gas fireplace and they forgot to shoot the part where her hand turns But she up. flips the fucking light and the whole place goes up. Everything explodes backwards in time. Terrible. Terrible. It's like birdemic effect of fire. It's <laughs> a really bad fire effect, though. It's like a visual effect. It's not, it's not like a practical or like... It comes from the <laughs> center of the screen out to the <laughs> edges of the screen. And then there might as well be like a people spinning while falling kind of gag oh it just all spins this one is like right and then that's when we all end up back at the very beginning of the movie where fucking doctor or the, the architect jacob sterling comes home with the clock one more time <laughs> and all the kids the kids are normal everyone's, i mean shot for yeah. shot it's the same but it, and everyone's not. like oh uh, look at this interesting clock but instead of the movie progressing um uh, apparently only andrea remembers this shit and she just busts the absolute crap which i did not see the drill bit inside <laughs> of the guts of the clock yeah the big claw drill yeah, i didn't see it either but yeah she she smashes it and the, everyone is like, yo, Andrea, what the fuck? Why are you smashing our clock? And doesn't she... Which is also a testament to how functional this family is. No one was like... No one yelled. Yeah, they're they like, what are you doing? look around. And the dad starts talking. He goes, oh, no, what, what's that about? I gotta go see what that's about. <laughs> he says something to her. And I forget. She's like... She says, like, I'm leaving or whatever. But the, she ends the movie with, and it's about time. <laughs> I wanted to put my head through the TV when she said that. I couldn't believe they did that. I, I, that's what really made it 
really made it feel like it was an episode of Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Where it was just like... Oh, you guys didn't... I saw that one coming a mile away. I was like, yeah, end it. Say it, Andrea. Say it. I was prepared for it. I, well, I wasn't at that point. And I, I, I mean, looking back, I should have been. But the fact that the title... It, it's not like a subtitle where it's like... Because I was trying to... I was confused of really why it was called It's About Time. Because it's not. Until it literally <laughs> was about time. It, the, the, yeah. That fucking hurt me so bad in the brain that, like, it's just... It is... It's about yeah. Well, it's so time. barely about... I mean, I knew that we yeah. were going to have a time travel movie. I just thought it was going to be... M- I thought Better. it was going to be one of the late like the time travel ones. part. One of the much more recent movies was going to be like time travel based. Well, my yes. I, my idea that I thought was was happening is a more modern version of like my idea was like if Mike Flanagan like wrote this movie. <laughs> yes, you were thinking about time in like a cyclical narrative, and they were thinking about time like an no, existential you've nightmare. Seen Donnie yeah, Darko. yeah. yeah. Like, you're you're. <laughs> is all right something something strange is happening here it's more science fictiony and like how do we do this just to bring it up for the next second podcast in a row like kind of uh um terminator (laughs) one you know what it's a good movie to bring up well you're trying to write it but the Amityville Terminator. You know, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll. I don't know if that one's been taken already, but I, I'll maybe I'll give it a shot. You know, none of, none of it matters. You can write any movie you want, and as long as you write an Amityville connection, you no one, can, no one can. I don't think stop anyone's you. gonna stop me if I Legally, try. Really, no one can stop you. <laughs> I think you're right. It see it seems to no be one else has been way. stopped. Why would they stop you? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a shame to be the first person? You'd be the first person that they're like, all right, well, that's too far. Eric, Eric, tell me the ad you saw for what's the the Amityville coming out. Oh, we're gonna get to it at the end. Yeah, that this. I mean, I think we're at the end. I guess right? you're right. Yeah, that's that's the the second batch of uh uh Amityville that's, summer. Yeah, that's all. That's of them. the next Please. three. Please watch these two. two the, the, please watch Evil Escapes and watch It's About Time. Please skip Amityville Curse. It's the worst thing. If anyone's out there listening, there's no reason to watch the fifth movie. Yeah. It's just so bad. But if you're in the Philippines, Amityville 1992, It's About Time was released as Curse of Amityville, the final chapter. Do not mix that up with the Amityville Curse. So, unfortunately, what was brought to my attention this week um, was that in the latest issue of Fangoria, there's a full-page spread for the newest uh, addition to the Amityville uh, franchise, going by the title of Amityville Glory Hole, Uh, subtitled You Ooze, You Lose. I don't like it. All it says is coming soon. How is it spelled? And it's spelled coming the right way. Okay. <laughs> I was really... I wasn't sure. Okay, you want to know something horrible, guys? No. If you search the Amityville glory hole, the first result is not 
about the movie. None of the first five are. The first result is oh, a website called Glory's Who's Glory? Hole. Sick. And it's uh, where to find glory holes in. It's a glory hole finder website. Oh, there, there's not an app for that already? It says if you want to know where glory holes are in Amityville. This is the best final cut section ever. And you want to practice sex anonymously and respectfully here you can find and share places. wait only only for glory holes in amityville is it like craigslist <laughs> well all right so this is how this is how web 3.0 works all right it took my search and keyworded it into their website and created a, i'm i can't believe i'm clicking this you better uh, be Pull out of there, Dan. Get out of there. <laughs> this is a bad place. <laughs> get out of the glory hole. Get this out of the Amityville glory hole. Get out. Get there's out. There's a lot of... There's, too many, there, there's pop-up ads and shit. Oh. I'm out of here. So basically, there's no info on this movie, and I'm not sure it exists. I think some smart feller... You think it might have just been a... Might have been a... Ad prank. Like, yeah, funny, I love it. Yeah, because where else can, ad, Someone said to ask the same question that we've been asking is, where else can you go with Amityville? Yeah, and they said to the worst place. Right. So I guess we'll keep our keep our eyes slightly open for that one. I'm, I'm going to avoid it. <laughs> if that comes out before this series is done, we'll and I'm we'll see what happens. Contributing, I'm not watching that one. I'm not talking about it. Wouldn't it be great I'm if it was just fi- unless they like go full on and like oh my if, God. If, if there's a like a screening of it somewhere where like John Waters introduces it, I'll go. I'll go to that. No, wouldn't it wouldn't it be great if it was all it was casted with all porn stars, but there was not a single bit but of nudity. Just, if it's just blatantly smut, no, um, <laughs> no, I can't. I was about to say maybe it's the Amityville porn parody. But that's even funnier if it's just like full of porn stars and it's a completely like sexless movie. A sexless movie. No, not a single booby or sex scene to be had. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I think that would be the best version that, that, that could come out of this. <laughs> this, is this is how the how... world ends. This is how the world ends. No, this is. All right. <laughs> here's another. Here's another. Uh, a big short. This is how um, porn actors start getting represented by the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, well, you know. Genius. I'm not opposed to it. Anyway, we can get them recognized. Because the, the companies are going to start going to try to find um, not, uh, where they have non-union labor, people that have been on camera before, actors that maybe have names that might have draw to them, porn. And then they're going to be like, no, SAG is going to organize them and they will also be on strike. Uh, And you will notice change. Well, um, I guess with all that being said, uh, sex work is real work. Absolutely. Uh, Follow us. Follow us at the Devil's Cut Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. It's hard work. Um, (laughs) No work is low work. (laughs) Uh, Check us out on Twitch at uh, Matt X Young. Uh, thank you for being here for yet another fantastic episode of Amityville Summer, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think uh, uh, other than that, uh, everybody creep it real and we'll catch you uh, sometime soon. Stay tuned for more Amityville Summer. Bye.